What is up, everybody? This is Marshall from Limited Resources, and you are listening to Seven Land Hand. That's Seven Land Hand! (laughs) (laughs) Devastatingly brought to you by Good Games. More demoralizing than two episodes of The Big Bang Theory, it's the hour of devastation! (laughs) Where you can be more overcome than Jace's sock drawer, where for the gay watch, the smell of defeat is more potent than that time Jace took his slippers off. It's devastation! Three times bigger than the biggest train station in Jamaica. Who are you? Who, 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 who? Well, we're seven line hand. I've got a joke. Can I do a joke before I get introduced? Go on then. Nameless person. Why did the girl stop having sex? Because she was at the biggest train station in Jamaica. No, she, was just, she was just overcome. There's so many overcome jokes. And that's what uh, we went with. We went, um, what was it? Where you can be more overcome than Jace's sock drawer. Uh, you we saw the options today, didn't I you? Did, that yeah. was the start. That was the least gross one. <laughs> yeah. At least we dodged all the like the hours have begun, like the the two hours of the podcast. Like. <laughs> the hours, the mm. many hours of the podcast. And we haven't offended any celebrities yet about their sex tapes or anything like that. So we're off to a flyer. <sighs> Kim Kardashian. All right, As always, it's the cycle of desserts, sweet things, and invocations. It's Aaron gives Nick Far Graham. <laughs> That's what it that's, says at the top of my invocation Yes, card. that's the one. And there's a picture of you there just destroying stuff in devastation. Just mode. getting knocked over by something? Yeah, just kicking over like yeah. a like playing um, oh, Jenga <laughs> and it all falling over. Hour, it, was, oh. it was an hour of devastation. It was a long game of Jenga. And it's Kai Gekpin Turnbuckle Griff Griffiths. Hello. Hello. Oh, it's, uh, yeah, it's one of those like, if that was my invocation card, I'm like, oh, what's my art going to be? I'll probably just be the one that's like a cool building. But now it's not listening or covered in sand now. A braid, invocation of braid, I don't know. Like. <laughs> mm. It's like a, a, yeah, like I like the idea of like being a, a tall obelisk uh, slight building and just sort of dozing off and falling over and you just pass the point of no return. You're going, oh, it's devastating. <laughs> Devastation. <laughs> that, mm. that I'm like the, the scarab god because I just get described as my endless chittering. <laughs> <laughs> just chittering which is very much your your pre-pod uh, discussion there's a lot of chittering going on there about kai was like piecing his his pieces of thoughts yeah. together mm. piecing thought. anyway gentlemen <laughs> that glint in your eyes can only mean geeky thoughts well what's happened since last time we spoke played uh, grand prix oh yeah did you, did you play grand, grand prix, prix? yeah the team one. Oh, did you team limited yeah i didn't hear about this at all Tell me, flew, so I went over to Sydney, yeah, and uh, it's the first Australian team Grand Prix. So what you do is you get a team of three of you, yeah. and you um, build a twelve booster. So you open a twelve booster sealed pool, yeah, and you build three decks out of twelve boosters. So if you think of all the white cards that you'd open in twelve boosters, we could make one yeah. super powered white deck. It's like, it's like two pre-release packs. It's yeah, bang, mm-hmm. and making three decks. You make three decks of, of yeah. how many cards? Of forty cards. Okay, yeah. Yeah. and then you play your three against other three people who have done the same thing as well. Yeah, and then you have to win best two out of three matches of those three. So, oh, so, right. I, so I'm facing You're... my opponent. If I win, that's one nil to our team. Yes, and then if Kian on my right. Do you have wins. to take Kian with you, or is it I optional? I have to take Kian with me. So you can't choose your teammates, so you get yeah, Kian. You have to play so, with Kian. Oh, and who else do you get? Uh, I'm Mishka. On the oh, left. Mishka. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good. He's good. He, he, yeah, he can just play. above me in hmm. G- GP Malaysia, which was pretty upsetting. Um, uh, so, <laughs> but it was really funny. And it was contested like, 23rd spot. At, at one point, I, I won my game really quickly. I had a, a really quick tempo deck, and then... Kian's like have, having a tight game over there, mm. and then he wins. And I go over to Mishka, and I'm like, hey, Mishka, you, you don't need to play anymore. We've won 2-0. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, 
oh, oh, like I just like all the mental energy that I put into like just maneuvering and just staying finalist, alive and stuff. Finalist. Yeah, uh, just, uh. So how many rounds was that then? How many so rounds that was nine rounds. Of nine day rounds. One. Nine rounds of Holy three matches crap. on three, and we were the only Perth team, including over uh, how many days? Over two, over one day. Oh, I so couldn't. we start at nine a.m. Register a sealed deck for an hour. Ten a.m. Round one starts at ten a.m. We've yeah. had nine. One and one hour, five minute rounds. Uh, yeah. I was exhausted after pre-release. weren't you, Kai? It was just like yeah, I was, I was wrecked. After and four, like, yeah, but we, we were sticking the jokes in though because we were like Team Seven Land yeah. Hand. You know, it was like, I, I wonder if that might have accidentally. Uh, we'll talk about it. Yeah, um, yeah. but, but Grand Prix are a proper slog, and usually, yeah. I, I go in with some amount of points, so I have a couple buys, and so I can just have a sleep in. Of and course, stuff. you do, Aaron. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, 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 but yeah, in yeah, Team yeah, Grand Prix, yeah. no one gets any buys, so you can yeah. play a pro team in the first. What round. a great format, though! It's so fun. It's yeah. so fun. Um, we should emulate that over here somehow. Yeah, be, we, we could. Like, it's it's not a very well-known format, but mm. one, every time there's one in America, all the pros are like, you've got to go play this. It's so unique. And I really loved it. So we were the only Perth team that made day two. Six wins, three losses. And uh, and then we lost our first two rounds on day two with new sealed decks, which were probably better than Oh, you have to do one. it again. Yeah, you have right. to do it again. And play six rounds. Mm. And then if you make the top four, you've got to play another four rounds. Didn't you start this story by saying that you won? No, no. Did you hear that, Kai? What? I, no, I thought he didn't win. Yeah, no. Of course. I, I went to Grand Prix Sydney. Yeah. I went I went to Grand Prix Sydney. We'll rewind and have a listen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you were out after day... You did the usual thing of strong on day one, then just like disappeared I know I, yeah, into oblivion on day two. I usually go medium on day one and go really well on day two. On, on this one, we just did oh. okay on day one and bad on day two. I think that'd be a good Arab Devastation card. Would be uh, day two oblivion or something like that. Would just be... Mm. Fade, fade. 20, 26 hours of devastation that's quite oh, a lot 20, that's a lot mm. yeah, dev, devastation plus one <laughs> D, D, Kai D plus one geeky activities geeky thoughts you've had a lot on your plate haven't you because uh, you've been on not leave yeah up and down around around so I've had a lot of free time but at the same time that really reduces your motivation to do <laughs> things because I'm like oh I've suddenly got so much time whereas when you do have to go to work every day and stuff like that you like halfway through the day you go oh tonight I'm gonna, yeah, gonna knock off a couple of chapters of that book like because you want to do something else but, uh, yeah, I've been plowing through uh, learning 8th edition 40K rules properly. Uh, started making a, a model tank this afternoon. Started um, arguing with 8th um, edition 40K about oh, it. Oh, there's uh, a grammar. grammar error in it, and I'm very <laughs> mad. Hey, so I'm in- totally on board with what you said about dice and die. I, yeah. you know, I don't think we should, I don't think we should um, you know, cower down to the, the, to the literate. We should, we should write it out. Well, I think languages are constantly evolving and changing thing, and we can't be. <laughs> I'm exactly in the middle on this issue. <laughs> I it's think like Goldilocks, I, isn't it? It's I, like is it, when, every time someone says "should of," I want to strangle them. Yeah. But pretty much everything else, you got to realize that language is constantly <laughs> changing, and English wouldn't be what it is now if people a hundred years ago weren't like changing the yeah the yeah because right? it was when you pick up. I've got some books up in the house that are like how to speak. I think it's like they're called how to speak English. And, and English the, has and the an from, e at the end. In- English. Yeah. Oh no, but you know, like all the S's are F's and stuff <laughs> oh, like yeah. that. And you cannot, re- you cannot read this thing. And this yeah. is teaching you how to speak English. Mm. A amazing. lot of the old horrendous like um, fonts, though, were to do with what could be easily done on a uh, printing press. More uh, yeah. so anyway, but um, yeah, so it's I got pretty mad about that. So to roll as one of the phases, you have to roll for how many wounds you take from a weapon, things like that. And it says roll a dice. <laughs> and I took a picture of this and kind of raged out. And I'm exactly in the middle because I totally agree. Language changes over time, stuff like that. But in mm. the rules of a game that hinges very heavily on how yeah. many and what type mm. of dice and what you then do with that number. But context is surely like you roll 
a die. But did they make the mistake on the A? Did they make the mistake on the word dice? Roll some dice. No, it says roll a dice. So So now I need to go and... That's the thing, because now that creates like a, a weird loophole. A friend of mine pointed out, he goes, which one of these dice? And he took a photo of his hand holding, you know, like a D&D set of dice. And I was like, oh, if I, yeah, I'm going to roll a D20 on yeah. someone's damage mm. at some point. Yeah. That's going to be freaking roll sweet. Roll some object that has uh, numbers, Num- on numbers all written on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who knows how many of them? Mm. Well, we, we, we all got involved with the people the listeners might have seen. Uh, Team Seven Land Hand uh, played in a... Room full of 76 people. Yeah. Uh, two separate teams. We came in strong. We were high-fiving. We are puffing our chests out. And we got drew against each other in the first round. Yeah. Which was <laughs> a long first round. Insane. And it went to turns, which for me and David, very proud. Yeah. Because yeah. Very it proud that it went to turns. Me and Kai, yeah. uh, Aaron, and... Uh, Some of us were playing faster than, Deputy, than others. Deputy Seven Land yeah. Oh, Kai and I had jokes to tell. You guys Many weren't, jokes to you tell. weren't yeah. very Minst- social. You were practically minstrels. You were... Doing Bars. all of this weird gesturing stuff to distract us. And taking us. very quick turns. So, <laughs> I don't know. You guys gained 26 life on the last turn. Yeah, yeah. boy! <laughs> and you think that's Promo, the only game? A we- last mercy. <laughs> oh, God. Big shit. A catcher's last mercy. When you that was a someone, card when, that was... When you play yeah. a two-headed giant and you attack them for 20 and they go, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> you go, oh, <laughs> what the hell? And they go, yeah, yeah just reset go, to 30. Wipe seems, the board. Oh, <laughs> seems reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> but we had Chaos that, more in a catcher's last miss. We had that card in three out of four games, didn't it? And it was just like yeah. the biggest safety net of all. Yeah. We just, I just look over at Kai's hand and go, "Oh, we got that card again. <sighs> all right, well, no, no, I was worried we'd have to play no, magic. He'd, he'd, he'd <laughs> draw, <laughs> grind him out, grind him out first time, and we just like go. Oh, I'll just play whatever from now yeah, on. Cool. See how we go Good with times. what we've got. Man. Yeah, that's. Uh, you think you're in a race and they just gain sixteen life, and you're like, oh. We, we, oh. This wasn't fair at all. It's so, it's soul destroying when you're playing like a, a, a an aggro deck, right? Mm. And then people start life gaining up, and you're just uh, going. Yeah. It took me a lot to get that three Come life on. off of you. Yeah, and yeah, be it's respectful. Like, Settle down. Yeah. Like, Can you see I'm playing aggro? You're like mm. no life gain. It's mm. disrespectful. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was over. Oh, I had a cool moment as well. We were playing. Uh, it was the third. This is a good thing about Swiss pairings is that if you're kind of an okay player, you get smashed early on and then you kind of play actually good games that you can possibly win later on. Yeah. Um, that kind of thing. But our, our third match, like, the two guys are having a bit of a whisper and they keep pointing. I had a Ketra on the field as well. Yeah. I'll, just, yeah, I'll, just, I'll just bomb it out. And I was thinking, I was like, you guys are making comments about uh, White and pointing <laughs> at my Ketra. So, and I just pointed at one of them and I was like, so you have Gideon's defeat. And they were like, uh, n- no. no. <laughs> yeah, I was like, cool, so I'm just going to keep a catcher around to make tokens with yeah. then and never attack. <laughs> like, Sweet. That, was, that was a really interesting thing at the Grand Prix. Keen would be like, hey, what do you think about this board set? And I was like, you shouldn't have asked me because asking yeah. me gives information. now gives information away. And there were heaps of draws in the, in the tournament at large because... Sometimes I'd just be in the middle of a play and I'd just be like, just a second, and then give give Kian some advice, or he'd give me some advice, or I'd go look at Mishka's game. Yeah. And then I'd be like, oh shit, it's been a couple minutes. My opponent's just waiting for me. And imagine that happening like all across the room. There's heaps of draws that happen. Yeah. But giving information away in a team event because you're even talking about something, you yeah. get to keep all that information. That's, that's a huge off the cuff pro tip right there, though. Mm-hmm. It's like, go read a Sherlock Holmes story, mm-hmm. then play a game of Magic and think, what information am I giving you? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. even with your first land drop, if you've got, like, um, if you've if you got something like a... a well, so you've got Magma spraying your hand. Oh, no, you if, you, if, if you get the first... Yeah, the, oh, not even an island or mountain. If you've got, like, something colorless. So what was the Aether, um, the Aether land Aether card? 
Aetherhub, yeah. Mm-hmm. You play an Aetherhub first time, you get, an, you get an energy. You can't play a one drop. You just put that down. They don't even know what colours you're playing That's yet. That's true, yeah. And you can hold off giving them any information. And there's mm-hmm. so much information, especially when it becomes two at a giant, because everyone's just going... Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. giving so About much away. Yeah. And they're pointing at a card and then pointing at something that's on the on mm. the board. It's like, oh, they're just going to think think about removing yeah. that card, right? Oh, this this thing happened at the, at the Team Grand Prix as well, where we, we had this ultra-tight game and we were dead on the backswing and we had two creatures that we would kill them if we attacked with them. Mm. And the guy goes, it's fine. Like, says it to us. Oh, yeah. Don't worry so, about it. And we're like, <laughs> I was like, what can it be? He needs to be able to untap his creature, buff it so it doesn't kill, so his creature doesn't die. I was like, spidery grass. But I looked up at him and he went, yeah, <laughs> I was like, sad face. Oh shit! Like you know, we've got to do it. But I was like, but we can't win if he has spidery grass because he'll just kill us with the flyer. Yeah, so you've got to attack. Do it. And he's like, yeah, I just had two lands. I was like, oh, yeah. oh whoa! He almost the, stopped the, us from attacking. The like, double you know, bluff, false double information bluff. as well. Yeah. Oh, and I was like, oh god! If we had not attacked and he just gone here, yeah, kill you? Like I would have been like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it as well, is that you always play against what you know, yeah. not what could be. Mm-hmm. Because if they've got that... You can't play around everything, for sure. And in no. that case, you like this is, a, this is a big level up thing as well, which is like, you attack with a creature. Uh, you don't attack with a creature because you think they could have a pump spell. Mm. And then they attack back and you're like, I won't block because they don't have a pump spell. You're like, you're going you're gonna to have to get it out of their hand at some point, yeah. surely. Like, that's when I just like... Attack with my creature. And they're like, pump spell. And you're like, okay, use it on the defensive. So yeah. now you want to use it on the offensive so I don't take that much damage. Yeah, that's true. Because um, you, you have to burn it at some point mm. anyway. Um, it's like that that whole uh, debate, you know, and someone's got like a 1-1 one, one death touch sitting there. And it's like the longer you let them live, the bigger, the bigger creature it's, it's going to take right? down. Yeah. Right? So you're like, <laughs> exactly. well, do I just attack into just it now? You're three two into it. Get oh, rid of it. Attacking a three one into a one one death touch. You're like, oh, so bad. I know but it feels bad, right? You just got to do it. Got to. Yeah, that's what I used to love Fathom Feeder for. I'd just be like, oh, turn two Fathom Feeder when I was playing Eldrazi, uh, and then the opponent would just be like, because there wasn't unless you were playing dragons from Tarkir before that rotated out. Mm. It was just like, ah, I'm kind of low on flyers to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, evasion. One of my favorite things. Mm. Hey, uh, just off off top off magic topic, but while we're in weekend geek stuff, mm. uh, a big shout out to the to Glow. If you yeah. you haven't seen it yet, I haven't seen it yet. have you um, seen it, Kai? Nope. Oh well, there you go. Both of you, you need to watch it. This is how I discovered I'm Better Call Saul, which, which is you also, also told all, me to watch. Which you also need to watch. Yeah. Um, but you've always <laughs> I want this watch by Monday. Damn it! <laughs> Aaron's already been telling me to watch Community for years as well, mm-hmm. and because um, I watch Glow, and it's got Alison Brie in it. Immediately fell in love with it. I sort of said, my, my wife and I were watching Community, yeah. and I, I looked over and I said, I, I think I love her because <laughs> she's so great. Yeah. And you, oh, I was going to say, you up to when she has like a psychotic episode that's what she's great in glow though because she's so pressured and anxious about trying to get into the show and make it work and she's doing all these bonkers things and it's 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 not a, i don't think it's a comedy but it's kind of like it's got it's, loads of yeah. hilarious bits but there's, there's so many good shows like this now where they don't really fall into a particular genre yeah. and, and like glow. life there's funny moments like there's dramatic moments exactly yeah hmm. Um, you can make your life a comedy if you want and just tell 
stupid jokes all the time like we do or you yeah. could take it really seriously, seriously. And, or, and be like a really boring drama or be a mature person and go somewhere in between <laughs> see how we tell those jokes oh, oh, yeah oh, oh stupid thing. mature people oh. mm. yeah I'm just uh, the worst but yeah I, <laughs> that guy <laughs> so that's my three tips for the it's, it's, it's glow it's community it's better call soul just get on yeah. them um, get on it oh and anything Where are you watching community sorry Whereabouts? I think we're up to about season one, episode 12. Have you gone to the mid-season break yet where they come back from holiday? Yeah, we just did that. We thought, well, that's the end of the season. It must be hitting season two now. No, it's a 25 episode season one. Oh, it's so good. But that episode where where Jeff becomes the, um, the newspaper editor... When, when yes. they come back and he's and like, he's mash, episode of mash. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> what I'm going to be doing is uh, kicking back, making martinis and cracking wise. Yeah. And they're like, Jeff, I really need to do something about it. And he's like, next time I'm around her, I might just crack wise about it. <laughs> How many times have you watched this? A lot. That's have one you? of my favorite episodes. Oh, right? my God. I've watched... A lot of. I'm in that community. weird place right now where it's like, because you know, like, kind of I've talked about how much stuff there is, and you know, like, you you come up with this and you come out to us and say, oh, you should watch this show, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, well, I've got six seasons of 25 episode Community to get yeah. through, and I'll be right onto it. I'm in season one now, <laughs> so it's but like that's, just, that's actually how it feels with Better Call Saul. It's like Jess. I know watched, it's too short. Jess has less hobbies than me. I, th- I don't think she would be offended. Is she? Yep. By me, so, is she, angry reaction. <laughs> <laughs> She has less hobbies than me, and, and but one of her hobbies is watching TV, and she's running out of good TV to watch because there's only she's watched. No, how can she watch? Run well, out of she good has TV? to watch uh, Odyssey, whatever it was that we started singing that one time. Oh, Ulysses! Yeah, Ulysses. <laughs> so she likes not that. She likes you know good, good stuff, good modern yeah. TV. Um, not old she's shit watched anime. All of yeah. The Good Wife, The Wire. Um, all of Criminal Minds, like uh, all the, all oh, the sorry, shows that are... I dozed off then for a second. What were you saying? <laughs> she has watched so much damn TV. And then I was like, started seeing ads for Glow. And I was like, oh, oh Jess, you might be into this. She's like, just finished it. I was like, what? what? <laughs> it came out three days yeah. ago. She's like, when you're at work or like you went to like a, an event or something in the evening, I just like watched five episodes. Yeah. It's like, one of those. Oh, it's a, yeah. People just do that. It's a two night gig and it's... Oh, it's so good. I want to watch it now. As we're watching Community, I'm like, I just want to watch Alice, older Alison Brie doing Glow because mm. this, it's almost like she's a different person. Like, yeah. she's got funny 80s hair. Yeah. And she's that- perfected that anxious look on her face, which it's is a immediate comedy gold. Uh, yeah. She seems like a different person in different things. Exactly, It was, it was right? actually incredible yeah. when she was playing a 17 or 18-year-old in Community, and she was also Pete's wife in Mad Men, and she looked 40. Right, like, yeah. It's like, she's got a very malleable look and yeah. she can look very 60 70 it's incredible it's yeah when you when you find good actors and you see them do their thing you're like that's often black yeah 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 jeez yeah but it's, and that's yeah. the whole thing is like tatiana maslani mm-hmm. it's yeah. like everyone's like she should have won at least a yeah. few daytime enemies emmys or whatever for like best actress but genre as in sci-fi and horror are not allowed to win awards so and i think uh, she has started like, to win now which is a cultural she's, thing it's not she's official won thing one, but it's in the last season so and it, it, yeah. she's not gonna get the it's like uh yeah. thanks for doing that for 10 years <laughs> but but viewers the Five audience for about. years have been saying give her a little award she's like knocking it out of the park mm. you know like you see all when she's up against people and like oh, when she was up on like, you know she was up for an award finally and i'd seen a couple of the people she was up against i was like it's she's infinitely better than those other mm. two. And I don't know about the other and three, she's just, but it's... just the range of stuff that she's mm. doing is so incredible. And 
Because I had like, the taking away from her by her doing more stuff rather than focusing on one character. Really, really. Yeah, a bit. But, but she's mean, up against like Skylar from Breaking Bad, who I always hated. And yeah, I was like, she was garbage. No, nah. yeah. See, she would get if she won, she would get it because the show was great. Yeah, but she was probably the weak link in the show. Yeah, I, like, she I didn't. Because watching Better Call Saul has made me want to go back and watch it. I'm just yeah. like, but I have to do with Skylar and a goddamn sister. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't want to rock collection as minerals, sorry. Yeah. As minerals collection. Dude, I do find that in a lot of shows, though, where there's just that one character and the show will be like, and now it's time for this. And you're like, ah. Oh. Mm. Happens but, to me on, like, I've been, I watch, watch YouTube instead of television and um, not for, like, anything cool or dramatic, just some signs and stuff like that. And I, exactly the same thing happens. I start looking for, like, in the thumbnail for where the next scene starts like yeah, yeah, this yeah. person <laughs> starts skipping but I think acting's really like it, 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 it probably pisses actors off in the same way that I get irked by writing everyone thinks they can write because words on a page look the same as bad words on a page look the same as good words on a page mm. until you read them and you read a well written paragraph or just a sentence or two and it takes you a um, it takes you a million miles, just a, mm. a few words. You're like, whoa, this guy, I understand what this writing's about. Mm. And, but everyone thinks they can write. Same with acting. We all think we could act. Mm-hmm. But when you see someone just knock it out of the park, you go, there's no way I could do what that yeah. girl has just done there. And that's, mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Watch television. Kids. Watch television. I think that's the takeaway, isn't it? Yeah. Well, Watch we're, more we're, TV. We're probably about done for Week in Geek, so we should start like an hour of um, magic. Of devastation about magic. An hour? Yeah, about an hour. Yeah, all right. Good. Let's do it. Let's let's blow up. Let's do it. Let's do it exactly one hour of. Ma- oh, we should have done exactly one hour podcast. <laughs> hour no. of, devastation. of devastation. We've got about thirty nine minutes left. Then there's oh, no way. Shit. And we've got forty seconds to waste on fucking forty k. I'll cut it down to thirty nine. So all, right. all right. Budget budget cuts. We've got to cut one of the segments. Forty seconds with forty k is <laughs> it's, it's, de- it's too much. I don't it's know if the effort of cutting air. it is going <laughs> to be worth. Ooh. I've talked about it for forty seconds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know what we've got coming up? Listen to questions. Some awesome questions. Awesome questions. And someone's going to win a, a booster. So let's get into some of that. Advert. Every month, Good Games are offering our listeners a special offer and a chance to win the board game we review this month. Mystic Vale is the game of the month. In July, and while stocks last, Good Games are giving Seven Land Hand listeners 10% off. Mystic Vale. All you have to do is... Vale. Into your local Good Games store and say... Mystically. This month's password. I have nothing to declare. This July... I have nothing to declare. Win a copy of Mystic Vale. Listener questions. Listener questions. Questions of listeners. Questions from some of the listeners. Okay, here we go. Yeah. We've oh, got, we got five questions. Top five. Top five, top five top from five. this month. Top five, top five. And one of you is going to win a... One of you That's a Drake reference. You guys, you guys get that? Didn't think so. It's yeah. from the bong! That's very old. That very old reference. Going to get with the yeah. current references. Top five, top five. Anyway. Just um, a hotline bling, David. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We got a question from Daniel Bell. Since there are at least now two cards that take all other keyword abilities... And apply them oh. to either themselves or creatures you control. The, the majestic majiggity Maj- arc. Yeah. Do you think there will be a shorthand version of cards like this in the future instead of the terrible format of listing every keyword like they do now? <laughs> but you have to have them there. You kind of have to because, like, if you look at um, Odric and Majestic Miriarch, which yeah. are the two cards he's talking about in Standard, mm. they can give all of your creatures or itself all the abilities of all the other creatures. Um there's, they have very particularly given them some some abilities, the ones that are current and standard at the moment. But they don't give them shroud, and they don't give them 
banding and they don't give them all these old school Me- metalcraft metalcraft <laughs> <laughs> they don't give the random creatures metalcraft so they're actually if you look at cards that have given lots of abilities like this over time they've changed and they have to be the the abilities that are currently relevant because if you put shroud on a creature that has hexproof as well that's super confusing to new yes abilities. you can't target it even mm. though hexproof says you can target it because mm. shroud is just yeah so so Stuff having Shroud and Hex... Like, like that's the kind of reason. But, and it's why yeah. you can't shorthand it. It's because it's going to constantly be different as magic changes over time. And how would you shorthand it? But isn't... I, I don't know, maybe I missed the question, but isn't... Aren't, is that creature is taking on the abilities that another creature has? So on that card, it can say, Hexproof, this creature can't be targeted by spells and abilities yeah, but, your uh, opponent you controls. Yeah, Majestic Mirriarch up? Yeah, yeah I've got so, it right now. So, so, how's, so. It, how's it worded? Majestic so. Mirriarch's parent toughness, each equal to the twice the number of creatures you control. At the beginning of each combat, if you control a creature with flying, Majestic Myriarch gains flying until end of turn. The same is true for First Strike, Double Strike, Death Touch, Haste, Hexproof, Indestructible, Lifelink, Menace, Reach, Trample, and Vigilance. Now, the thing that I want to call here, though, is that... Uh, what's his name? Ben? What, they don't like uh, Daniel Bell. Daniel, Daniel Bell. They don't He's like also cited. <laughs> He's also cited Odric Lunart Marshall. And Lunart Marshall says, at the beginning of each combat, which is... Yep, the same at the beginning of each combat. Um, creatures you control gain first strike until end of turn if a creature you control has first strike. Um, so this is a kind of different thing. So Myriarch is gaining those abilities onto itself. And Audric gives them to others. gives people. them to others because he's the right. marshal. But, but, but Audric's one also includes Menace, Reach, Skulk, Trample, and Vigilance. See, this is why. Skulk and Skulk is, is not a keyword anymore, well, is yeah, it? Yeah, so they, they put it in for a few sets, including Innis- mm. Shadows Over Innistrad block, and then they went, ah, this isn't really working how we want it, so they stopped doing Skulk And now they cards. just say, can't be blocked by, you know, blah, yeah, blah, so like certain power levels. Exactly, yeah. So, um, or like uh, uh, Earthshaker Kenra in the new set says, when it comes into play, target creature with power less than or equal to this, can't block it. Before they would have keyworded that, and now they won't. But this is why you can't keyword it and make it one thing like multi multi form or something, and then it has <clears> all <throat> the abilities of other creatures mm. because there's too many damn abilities in Magic, and you have to be very specific about it. The one first came to mind when I heard this question was: I thought, is this a way they're going to have cards like this so that when core sets come out and you have a lot of creatures with these core abilities, mm. it's going to make the core set creatures more relevant because you sort of get them on a more a, a higher prevalence of cards with you know like with with all of those abilities that mm. it, it, it listed there well you know it's it and so because they're just drawing attention to them more yeah well maybe to the drawing attention but also it, it makes you want to include them in your you know your standard decks or your other format decks because because normally like when a core set comes out it's like all right here's a core set you can play with it it's mm. good within its own realm mm. its own its own boundaries of the set um but beyond that, not a lot of them get taken out and put into yeah. I think, into I think standard. What, what this kind of goes like this this kind of card will sorry majestic Myriarch probably goes in the deck where you randomly have a mishmash of these yeah. abilities. Not specifically, you're putting creatures in the deck to make majestic Myriarch good, and you're not putting majestic. So it's not a build around. Not really. It just kind of it's go- got to be a build around. But it's, but it's no, no. But it's no. parent toughness are twice twice, twice the number of creatures. creatures. So what if you're like playing a green, just like yeah, like so Hapatra Vizier poisons? You made a zillion snakes. That's yeah. it. It's got to be a tokens just has death deck touch or something, right? But like yeah. you're not going to go. I'm going to put a hexproof creature in my Hapatra deck so that this has hexproof. Oh, it just okay. kind of it oh, doesn't just that one thing. It, it doesn't really yeah. mesh. You go, oh shit! What else is this hexproof creature yeah, doing yeah. apart from giving my Myriarch hexproof? 
So what I, I have it in, I have two Majestic Mariachs in the list I'm working on where you're trying to trigger Crested Sun Mare, which is if you gain life this turn, you make a 5-5. Five five. Okay. And so all your creatures have lifelink. If you have a giant, you, you're going See, that... wide to lots of creatures, <laughs> yeah. and you make a 10-10 Mariach that has lifelink as well, that's cool. But it doesn't need to have five abilities for it to be a good card. Mm. It just needs the rest of the deck. But that card, as soon as I read that, I was just like, they're trying to make lifelink a, an important thing. You know, yeah. after, we're all, after all these years, we're going, nah, forget about it. It's, it's not worth it. Same with that, that three one we are talking about the earlier on, where, you know, it's got that foggy effect of, like, you can exert yeah. it and it doesn't get any damage done. A catcher's Avenger. Because, yeah. It's, yeah, because it's got that, my initial knee-jerk response is like, oh, that's a fog kind of thing. Oh, I'm not, I'm not going to be so invested in it but, but it's, it's actually not. a super aggressive yeah, card, yeah exactly because right? you can attack with impunity because you can prevent the damage that will be dealt to it it's like yeah it's like when you get your gods out you know you just go ah just swing and swing and swing <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter right um, what, what I, I had this uh, i had this game where i built my uh, so i drafted it online a few times and i drafted around crested sun mare which is that that mythic that if you gain life you make a five five at the end of the turn and I just drafted a bunch of the camel that gets lifelink if you have yes. desert. We played a few of those, didn't we, Kai? Like in yeah, your white I've forgotten deck. the name And usually you'd be like, lifelink, yeah, whatever. It doesn't really mm. matter. But it does swing the race in your favor. And the first match I played was against a dude who just had all walls because he's trying to stall the yeah, game. Yeah, bouncing off the wall. I was just like, oh, just attack. Yeah. Like, lock. <laughs> I was, I'll get three. So, uh, so I ended the game on like 40 or 50 life or something because he couldn't win with his tap deal of damage if you control the desert, guys. Yeah. Um, and then I never drew my freaking Sun Mare, but I did pretty pretty all right in that draft mm. anyway. Um, oh, that, that makes me think of a, a, a card evaluation quote. I don't know. Well, I've said it now. Um, card evaluation. Oh, it's interesting how card evaluation changes over time when they do things like that. You know, when we get that lifelink, don't worry about it. Incidental lifelink, good. Mm. Um, and I was thinking it's not just about being able to evaluate cards in isolation. Mm-hmm. It's also about being able to evaluate cards in combination, in, in context as well. Yeah, yeah, in the context. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's like with what everything else is, is well, going that's, on. Well, that's yeah. the metagame. You've literally described what metagame yeah. is. Exactly. So, so you've got to, you've got to know that if you're playing a particular card, if you could look at that card in isolation and just think that's a garbage card, but with the second card, yeah. all of a sudden, mm. ooh, you've got something going on in your draft. You got a stew or, going. Or even you know you can you look at a card and reference? go stew. It's Arrested Development. For, oh, I went with oh family, yeah, family. But like you can look at a card and go, oh, that's kind of poops, and then you go, oh, actually, this set is starved of three drops that are any good at all. Like exactly. the rest of three yeah, drops yeah. are all. And I'm so just saying hypothetically, a total diarrhea, and because this one is actually a fully formed stool, is better than <laughs> their diarrhea. Like, <laughs> so or, like, or you beats, have to take a three your, drop. Um, take this, like, mm. or it beats you BPT, base power and toughness. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm quoting Aaron back at him. Um, I think that's the right initials. Yeah, but yeah BPT, yeah. Um, in Armanket, they said best common in the set, Magma Spray. And in any other set, not that good. But the set was so aggressive hmm. that you needed Magma Spray. And the fact that it exiled all the embalmed dudes, it was just premier, premier removal. Because yeah, it kills all handy, the early all. things. And so yeah. it was the best common in the set. And that's how the game swings, isn't it? It's like all of a sudden, yeah, really cool. exiling shit out of someone's graveyard becomes important because you don't want them to be embalming mm. them back in and that's, and that's the whole thing. Again, we come back to the like, oh, that flip-flopping on how long standard is because it's like, I keep every time, like the last like three sets released, I'm like, 
Maybe I should dig out my my mill deck list. My like sweet like yeah. Ulamog, like Oblivion Sower Exile Mill 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 steal mm. your lands because yeah. at the moment milling guys before you can even play them, let alone exiling them from the battlefield, yeah. it's just like uh-huh. oh. Um, but, but this is one of the issues. Oh wow, we've gone really deep on this. We'll, yeah, we'll talk going. about the status standard yeah, later. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh. We got uh, who question, was that from? Question, Desmond. Uh, that was from Daniel. 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 Bell. Daniel, let's call him Desmond Bell. Desmond Bell. His, his mum and dad made a mistake. Uh, we got a question from Mike Salundi. <laughs> Do you guys have a habit of holding your hand in a particular way? Yes. I do. I want to talk about this. Fanned <clears throat> out, stacked in a line, flat. Do other people notice? And this bleeds over into the someone else that asked about the, the riffling of cards as well, which yeah, does which drive I me. Yeah, I think we should talk that, about that as well. Oh, we'll do it separately. Yeah. I definitely... I make... You got uh, some cards there. Do you want to demonstrate? Well, yeah, to and I'll to, describe it. I'll audibly describe it. But it's hard because <clears throat> I definitely do it. And what did he say? It was like a, a, a stack. Like so what David's doing is holding his hands, holding his cards in his left hand vertically. So he's so he's looking at his hand, and he can see all of the names <laughs> and converted mana costs of them them listed as he holds them in one hand. Yeah. And then if you wanted to pull the top one out and play it, how would you? Well, that would be my land. That because be land that's my fatal mistake is because I would put my land at the top and then I would order the rest in mana. Ah, yeah. So the ones down at the bottom would be the high mana cards. Mm-hmm. So if you see me fecking around with cards in, in a particular location going, oh, this one, or pointing to my two-headed giant companion going, I think maybe so this you're one. So like four drop? <laughs> yeah, you go, yeah, four, yeah, four drops coming. Or you're thinking, all right, he's in, he's in red and he's pointing up near the top, then that's like a, yeah. a probably a one, two mana burny thing. One yes. time I was playing against multiple Pro Tour and gold ex gold pro champion pro tour <laughs> yeah. player Paul Jackson yeah. and uh, got my hand went like went like this very quickly like moved my hands away from each other holding three and four cards and he goes three lands and I go how did you know he's like you just pulled you like yeah. looked for them pulled them out looked at them and went yeah and then put them back in your hand and I was like oh no <laughs> and that's what we're talking about Sherlock Holmes tells right it's like there's <laughs> loads of, there's loads of information that you give away it's mm. like. Yeah, and and I'm not even, bit, you know, I'm I'm just terrible. I, I, sh- I need to concentrate on not even having mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I spent um, that whole two headed giant being like, David, keep your voice down. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I got to feel, I got to feel something in my hand to describe it. Yep. So, <laughs> Aaron is uh, picking up cards off the table now. He's looking through them all. What even are these cards is for? They're unfair, unfair promo cards. So I, a I, ridiculous amount of them. I, I actually used to do the thing where I um, where I did that as well. Yeah, okay. where, I, where I fanned them out in a in a thing so that I could. Well, it's not a fan. It. It's a, like a tower. Sorry, of it's cards. A, a tower. Yeah. But now I just I just fan them out and um, and put them in a way that I can see their mana cost in the top right. Still and, shuffled. Uh, Still mixed up. So like. so I mix them up and then order them and then I and then I evaluate them ordered and then I mix them up again so that I don't. Give the, the right, um, yeah, yeah. and then I'm. Uh, we'll talk about flicking cards in a minute. Yeah, yeah. but um, Mark Rosewater says if they could change magic and start over from the beginning, they would put the mana cost in the top left so that if you did it, you can just read it like this. Oh, okay. So this so, is why these uh, yeah. symbols and unfair are like this because it's actually designed better. When you're evaluating them in your hand, you can just read the top left instead of the top right. Which can you just fan them in your right hand and do it the other way, and it'd be fine. Have you tried? Fun. Have you tried doing that? No, I know it's one of those impossible. It's like oh, brushing your brushing your teeth oh, with another. <laughs> but if you're right-handed, do left-handed people hold their cards in, in the their right, right hand? hand? Oh, I have to ask my Ooh, left-handed it's, maybe friends. it's left-handed world. <gasps> 
Is, is Mr. Garfield left-handed? That's why in the future site those card frames look so damn ugly because the mana cost in the top right. <laughs> because, because they're like... Oh, right. Uh, in the top, top left. Top in, left the, sorry, yeah. in the top left. Mm. Because that's how it would be if you started again. And also it has a little symbol that indicates what type of thing it is. So it's got a little land oh, symbol okay. for the land. Yeah. It's got a little swipe for a but That was called future site, so it's obviously going to happen. Everyone hated how it looked. Oh, okay. So and yeah, yeah. it's never going to happen. It's very ugly. Kai? Um, similar to Aaron, I, I just fan them out. I do put them in mana cost order with lands at the back because I'm just not playing at a level where where people are getting yeah. tails like that. Mm-hmm. Although, like calling a couple of things, oh, calling yeah, a couple we of were doing it to the other people, like, right? There's, there's, but that's like that's that's a landslide of tells because you talk about the whole format yeah. is a landslide of tells. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It should be called landslide of tells. Yeah. Two two yeah. tells. <laughs> but um, I do agree that I think mana costs in the top left would be better. Yeah. I, I agree with that, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I just fan them out. I don't. I actually visibly, I think, um, like retched in my mouth a bit when you were showing me <laughs> what was in your hand in a vertical stack because I hate this. <laughs> and then I was pointing, and even it happened. I was pointing at a card in your hand, going, and then pointing at a card in my hand. Get that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> get that on the mic, but um, and that kind of thing. And you were like, hmm. And you were like, no, oh, but what are we going to do about this? And I was like. Oh this yeah, no, one. that happened. No, that was, but that's stupidity. You know, kind of thing. And then you like, no, no, because you can't see the the abilities when you do that. Like yeah. you can only. Oh yeah, you can't. No, but that was no. Honestly, but that was I just me not see getting this it. card in my hand. I'd flick it to the front and go, and show you this this card and this card alone. But that's that's me in a nutshell. I need to muse on everything. Like when I'm reading a book, I read a couple of sentences and I go, hmm. <laughs> I'm not plowing through it like a, like a zillion pages per minute, you know. So when Kai goes this card, I'm like going, oh, "Why is he saying that?" And it's like, "Oh, well, what does it mean?" Oh, they've got. Is some... he making fun of the flavor text? Yeah, <laughs> he's he's. I'm right. just like this That's... card, David. Yeah, he's I hate right. the art on it. Yeah, <laughs> he's in right. the middle of a game. That but what about the game? Awesome. Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the art on all the cards in the battlefield is terrible he, too. He's like, "Oh wow, his his fingernails are amazingly well groomed." <laughs> Oh, you mean kill the oh kill his oh, dude, oh, kill the guy, kill, oh, kill yeah. the dude. Okay, yeah. yeah, let's do that. The artwork does have a lot of uh, purple hues in it. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, it is. A, it's a world of. Do you know anyone else who does any kind of weird um, thing? Is is there a way that we should be doing it? Should definitely be mixing it up, right, and be all over the place so that nobody you, can. Uh, um, something that I do as well. So this is this is important when you have at, at the GP level. I think it's pretty important that you aren't constantly looking at the cards in your hand because if you have three lands in your hand and yes. you're l- and, and you're trying to bl- bluff, you can't bluff by just peering at them like this. And so, um, I had this game at, a, at the Grand Prix um, in, in Malaysia last year where I was making a habit of just looking at the cards in my hand making sure I definitely knew what all of them yeah. were and put it face down on the table. I, they always say magic's not a memory game, but it totally it is when really it comes is. to this. I've just yeah. suddenly remembered that's that's the actual oddity to what I do. Like even playing rookie stuff, I'm just like, because I know what's in the deck by that point, I've obsessed over it for mm-hmm. weeks to even go to a rookie thing and, yeah. and play it. Like, and I just put it down. I just know what's in my hand. So I'm like, I know I've got this and that. And I've got this counter and that counter, and I'll actually move those to the back of the stack so that the top. So you can just. And I've had a couple of times where I've just been like tapping mana and then just pulling the top card off a little stack, and oh, going, yeah. Oh, yeah. horribly it's awry." A, that like, is actually what you need to be doing because if if you're if you're reacting by by looking at a particular card that's destroy target attacking creature, and they and they go to move their creature, and you just 
you're just pulling it from your hand. You need to get them to declare all their attacking creatures, and then you can pick up your hand when you can react. But right? equally, if you're doing that, why not have all of the cards in your hand, right? And then as they do it, you go, oh, um, uh, well, maybe... Because it's just not... If you don't have anything, you know, you start messing around with your hand and start acting like you've got options that you don't mm, have. I, I think that you just lose More. equity by... by trying to think about that stuff yeah. too much like and play with the cards that you get yeah and, right. and at one point i was just because i was in this habit draw my card whatever it is put it face down in that in, in my hand pile because i know what's relevant and when i can use stuff um drew a land put it down drew an archangel avison side put it in my hand and he goes just attack with everything because he wasn't even possibly thinking about the fact that I could have drawn flash something a in. flash thing that could block his thing, make my guy die, sacrifice it, blow up your side of the board kind of thing. Yeah. You have to be putting people in the position where they have to know, where, where, where they have no read on the cards in your hand. Like mm. Magic Online. Right? Yeah. Mm. Um, and, and if you're giving tells by, by, look, by reading a card and then being like, or. Oh, can I remember what the back of this does? You need to know every single card in your deck and what every card in your hand is. But this it's, is so standard. This isn't yeah. a it's draft or seal. No, it's just, man, yeah. it's just, yeah, it's good. But, and but, even being on the receiving end of people who are like looking at the hand going, mm, yeah, all right. Like every time you like declare you said, a thing, you, and I'm just said, like, I'm Gideon's just going to do right? it anyway. Yeah. That was my like, takeaway from I was Arab like, I'm going to keep following my process of my deck. Like this is yeah. a standard thing. Yeah, yeah. Just, well, I've got a procedure to follow, so I'm going to do it anyway and come on You've got to, yeah. But that was, my, that was my takeaway from our Devastation pre-release was the amount of tells. It, it's such an interesting thing. Mm. Even if you, you're a good, bad player, whatever, just watch how much information gets thrown out there. It's so fascinating. That's really. the other thing about amazing. putting your hand face down. What are you doing if you're not looking at your hand and, and thinking about what you're going to be doing on your turn? You're looking at them and, you, and, you, and you're looking at them, looking at... Yeah, look for the tells. See and, what they're doing and, 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 and see what you And then you notice you stuff get. like, hey, they didn't play their third land. Their hand's all spells. Yes. And then... I'm going to exploit that for th- because of this, or I'm going to do this because of this. Or they started, they, they like pulled a card to the side when I played a creature and mm. then realized that I had enough mana to pay for the thing. And you're like, oh, they have a counter spell that's if I a censor or something. Mm. So being able to just read them is, is a huge part of it as well. Yeah. Because in that two headed giant thing, they had, we knew they had a counter spell for so long, didn't we, Kai? Okay. Well, they, they had, they had a big chat we... and they kept pointing at my Ketra. Like, and I was like, mm. yeah. And they were, over and over again, they're going, is, are we going to play it now? Are we going to play it now? So we always had that in mind, didn't we, as to what they were going to do. Um, yeah. Well, was, that was a... I'll, 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 yeah. I've got... I, I can say the next question. So, yeah, go for um, it. Got the questions up here. Uh, so we've got Jake Martin, mm-hmm. who asks, what aspect of magic... He gathering, magic the gathering, gathering, he gathering. Uh, do you think that's is, that's why girls don't play? Because people write magic, magic he, he gathering, gathering yeah, too yeah, much. Uh, mag- what aspect of magic the gathering do you think is the reason people keep coming back to the game time after time and spending more money? I think there's two reasons there, mm-hmm. isn't there? Spending more money is different from coming back to the game. Spending more money is because you need to spend money to play magic. You well, can't yeah, just yeah, get true. back into it, right? Um, it has to be because they keep making new cards. But the fundamental game is the same. Mm. So you get the same mm. rush of of building a deck and it working to your advantage that you did 10 years ago when you played in, in whatever, yeah. in uni. Um, but you get to do it with new cards and a new thing. And you can also access that old stuff and, and get into that. But also there's all this brand new stuff and it feels like you'll never be on top of all the new things that are coming out. 
that's that's it, right? Like people come in uh, and speak to me all the time in the store and say, "Man, like Magic's still going." Like I used to play that back like 15 years ago. I was yeah. like, it's still really good. Like yeah. th- in fact, they're making it better and better and better every year. Yeah, and it's it's addictive. Like it's it really yeah. is. Well, that's, that's even, even Garfield's gone and said that that it's literally addictive and calls it Skinner game. And refuses, <laughs> yeah. refuses that, to make games have booster packs now. That what you talk about there though is that's what gets me is like when you when you were when I was. A, a newer player a new card would come out and I'd be like this has been out we've known about this card for two days and like people like Aaron would be like oh yeah this is like a bear you know it's yeah. just like what What are you talking about it's only been out two days what, what does a bear mean <laughs> yeah. and it, you just classify or you would reference a card from six sets ago that was exactly what this card does and it's only like when you get to get perspective on the whole picture mm. of magic that you get to see Oh, these guys will pick up a card and go, okay, this is such and such a card with maybe this change to it. Mm-hmm. So you only remember, like, a, a like from wherever you start, you learn an allotment of cards. Yeah. Then you just add the new cards to it as being the same as those with a bit of a difference or the older cards as the same mm-hmm. as those with a bit of a difference. Yeah. That's all you've got to do. So that's, so that's a really good point then. So part of that is not only that they make new cards, but, but what you've described there, right, is that there's your old knowledge isn't just totally in the bin. No, never, it's, no. It's not like... Because, I mean, you look at stuff that's been around similar, not the same amount of time, but, like, Pokemon cards started off in the late 90s and, like, there's no way what you knew, what I knew about base set one of Pokemon applies at all yeah. anymore. Mm. Like, it is entirely like different. Like, they, they've reprinted mm. <laughs> um, original Pikachu and, 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 and stuff from the... Wait a minute, uh, did we just go to a Pokemon podcast? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> they, well... I know I haven't played it, but I know when they update when they brought out Pokemon Evolutions, which was the last one before the new Sun and Moon came out, they had to reprint a bunch of the old cards to get the nostalgic value. But they had absolutely no bearing place in, in, yeah. in, in place in the game, so they had to buff all their stats by like thirty or forty because mm. the power creep is so incredible. But Grizzly Bears are still Grizzly Bears, like mm. from Alpha to now. The game is the same. You're playing the same game. Uh, but, the- we, but we kind of did that with Traveling Philosopher and Theros because yeah. we were joking about, you know, Aaron was loving it because loving it's the a, two-two a two. basic 2-2 which you can just add stuff to. And like now, if we get a 2-2 out, our reference can be, oh, that's just the Traveling Philosopher. But yeah. that, And that's what you can do. And you say, if you started Magic today, you can look at that set Hour of Devastation, and then to start comparing things to that, yeah. to a, you know, and, plus and minus. And front. you're probably really reverse engineering what they do when they do set design because they mm. undoubtedly oh, will yeah. have a spreadsheet of the, you know, where they want to put stuff or like, you know, are they, we going to make do, two twos for mark? twos or are we going to move yeah. stuff up and down from, from the two drop spot? Are we going to have weak two twos, but everything on, on the two drop is going to have one keyword power, mm. you know, stuff like that. So we're accidentally reverse engineering that by what we read in the set and what we yeah. see in the metagame. Uh, I was a little worried about magic design for a couple of years because every set that came out was like, here's a two, two for two in green with upside of the mechanic of the set. Here is one in oh, yeah. a red deal two damage but three if you do the mechanic from the set and it was just <laughs> all the same stuff checkbox design checkbox yeah, checkbox yeah. is like they had a design skeleton that's like all the red commons look like this we've got a terrible land destruction card so people learn how bad land destruction is um we've got a good artifact removal card because there's good artifacts in the set there's a red three two that can get first strike if you fulfill an ability there's a four three vanilla there's a thing and it's just like 12, 15 commons in the set, just you already kind of know what they're going to be, right? And they've yeah. actually gotten away from this by 
in Kaladesh moving towards energy and there's a new resource to play with. But and it's I- incredibly balanced though because mm. there's so many times when you're calculating moves and you go, okay, if I use my energy and some mana to do X mm. or A maneuver or I do, you know, uh, this separate maneuver, maneuver B and then, you, then I swing in. And in both, in both scenarios, I'm either, it all kind of balances out. Like I'm mm. doing the same damage or I've got like a better defensive thing or I've got worse attack and I've got a, a poorer, or, you know. Yeah. But I've, it's hard to come up with an explanation, but I'm constantly stunned how balanced it is across yeah. how much mana you've got. And uh, I, think that tra- I think that transfers across multiple sets as well. Yeah, and, and so like looking at, Armanket design in particular. How do we? What what question are we answering? Uh, <laughs> what makes people come back to magic uh, over yeah, and over? Okay, so oh no, we're about to talk about the state of standard again now because you just started talking about no, Armanket. No, no. Um, so no, Armanket limited. Oh. Armanket limited. You've got two twos for two that have abilities, and the, and it, the more two twos for two, like two twos for two, have always been quite strong in limited formats. And if you give them abilities that, like Gus Walker, right? Yeah gives it plus one, plus one, and flying when you exert it. That's so much better than cards I was playing with five years ago. Mm. And if you're putting this kind of power at the things that cost two and three and four, everything's going to be way more aggressive. And I actually think that's why I'm struggling a lot in Armanket. Like, I can't win games because I'm just not in the mindset of draft every two drop you can, mm. draft every three drop you can, fuck five and six drops, because you just don't need them, because the twos and threes are so strong. Yeah. It's I'm really st- properly struggling with it. It's an interesting... It's been a hard thing for me, because I think definitely as a, a as a less experienced player than than you two, like, or, or you in particular, like, mm. it's the, the just sheer aggro stuff and, like, missing triggers or, like, the game is over so fast that, yeah. like, I feel like when I started playing in Battle for Zendikar where I could definitely see like this turn and the next turn are going to be what susses the game out. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just like, turn two was that turn. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and, I, and it totally just went past me and I had no idea the fact you that go, I, uh, that I wore six yeah. damage on mm. turn three yeah. was what lost the game. Yeah. Like, and and some, someone said that to me at the pre-release. I won a squeaker where I was just like, he put me to two. I stabilized the board, killed him with some flyers over like five turns of me just being like on two. And he's like, man, if you had just misblocked on like turns one through six, you would have just taken 20, right? And I was like, well, well, yeah, but that's why you you win some games of limited and you lose some games of limited, right? And this is why goddamn Magic Online is so punishing because <laughs> sometimes you just click through it and you're like, I'll be fine. Like, I'll, I'll recover. I can still play <laughs> next, this game. Next, but that next. one block that you missed where you could have mm. just killed their dude and it just spirals out of control. You have to minimize that stuff and that's how you become a good magic player. You don't miss that kind of stuff. This dude uh, was playing really tight at the pre-release against me and then he he attacked with a 2-2 and forgot I had a 2-3 with reach. I was like, block. He's like, what? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm not going to attack. I was like, really? Like... <laughs> You can't do that. That's how you win and lose games of Magic. And he's like, can I take it back? I was like, no, because you could have like changed strategy from... You're not a new player. You're not a new player. You know what you're doing. And half of it's like, you could have... I could attack with a 2-2 with flying. I block with my rich guy and I give it first strike and, and, and whatever. Mm. So there's a reason that you could attack with that. Not just like, oh, whoops, I forgot you had a reach guy. Like, you win and lose games based on that. And me missing these kind of triggers is why I think I've been struggling a bit because these formats are so aggressive. But this is why Magic is so interesting. Like, if, a f- if, if there's a slow format where you can play a four-color deck and grind out all the, the value over, like, 20 turns, I'll win a lot. Hmm. But if it's Armin oh, yeah. I will... 
eat shit and die. So. Well, that's, Next that's, question. Oh, well, I had that just not so long ago, like with a, 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 like a game on Jules with um, it's it's, it's the, the Cubs, right? It's thriving Cubs, isn't it? Uh, long tusk Cubs. Long, long tusk Cubs. Yeah, the same thing. Thriving, whatever. Thriving Energy, <clears throat> like I had enough mana and a burn spell to take him down when he was a two-two, but I thought. Do I gamble and I play this other guy and get him my board state better, or do I burn his dude? And I thought he's going to have more energy cards yeah, and he's just going to pump yeah. him into there. But what do I do? And I went with I'm going to play my dude. Yeah. Uh-huh. And from that moment on, I was just dead. like yeah. dead. And I just thought I should just kill this guy because he won because of because of long tusk cub. I should just killed it straight that away. Exact thing happened to me at Manila, mm. except I was very sleep deprived and he goes <laughs> turn one attune with aether so he gains two energy yeah. turn two long tusk cup and i played a mountain on turn one i was just like i end of turn magma spray and he's like give it plus one plus one from my two energy yeah. from thing and i was like oh no yeah. and i lost the game because of that move yeah literally lost the game because of that i could have untapped and harnessed lightning it and no matter if he puts the energy in, but that thing just got out of control and I couldn't deal with it past yeah. that point. Yeah, because that's it. It's just like if, for that one card, if they get energy down there, they can stick it on there at any time and just yeah. respond to your kill spell. It's, oh, oh, goodness. Terrible. Yeah, what was the next, what's the next uh, one? Here's one I think we're excited for from Daniel Grimshaw. Card flicking. Annoying? Oh. Bad habit? Doesn't bother you? Do it on purpose to tilt your opponent? So many opinions here. I'll let I Aaron go think first because he's gonna—he's a pro. I personally don't think anyone's doing it to tilt your opponent. I think it's a combination of it's people are doing it under the pretense of hiding the cards that they have in their hand. But that, like, how many games are you winning based on the fact that you shuffled your hand? <laughs> definitely, I definitely know one guy who possibly won a game against me. <laughs> <laughs> I just became so enraged. It's yeah. <laughs> my hand. So I was just like, I was like, uh, I was literally trying to think and play the game, you know, and be strategic and stuff like that. And I was like, you could just ask me to stop. I was like, I just want to be like, are you on freaking meth? Like, fucking sit still. It's like that, isn't it? Look, I think there's a couple of things. I think it's people come down and they see better players shuffling their cards really fast just doing that you know like but, but actually yeah. shuffling and then it starts this weird click or tick of a habit yeah and you see beginner players wanting to do the sh- quick shuffle but they don't shuffle at all they just they just rub their cards together yeah. or they or, yeah they just do some or they or they do that sort of thing and it's like what are you doing you're not doing anything like i can understand but you know how um, i can understand the it's technique just like, it's like of constantly shuffling around your like, cards oh. to avoid the tells so if you keep if you keep cycling your cards in your saying, hand that's, that's how fine. it started with pros yeah but a lot of them just do it as a nervous tick now or or as a um as a concentration thing because have you have you seen Brian Kibler no. shuffle uh, we'll, we'll watch a video of it in, in the break. Yeah. It's honestly like, like, but he's <laughs> but just doing like, it while he's, he's while blessing he's the person that... while he's analyzing a complex board state. He's not even watching what he's you know, doing. It's just a kind of like like yeah. doing a yo-yo or a fidget spinner or whatever. Yeah, I was going to say all of... these guys named fidget spinners. Like, <laughs> uh, um, but it is that, and that's why I do it now. So, so I flick my cards. Uh, do you, are you shuffling or are you flicking? I'm shuffling and flicking. But okay, not, I'm not shuffling so they can't see what I've drawn and stuff. I'll mm. do that particularly if that's what I want to do. But really, I'm not thinking about it. It's because I'm concentrating on what's on the board. I'm thinking about my move, and I'm just flicking the cards back and forth as just like a... No, like it's, a, it's, a your, tick. It's, a, it's a tick. It's a tick. It's, yeah, it's, um, it's part of the routine, isn't it? It's, it's, part it's of the, the game. mental state that you're so, in. So I'll flick my cards back and forth. So, so I, I flick them... Uh, <laughs> 
like I don't like, know if we need to know this specific. No, but it's just going, kind of, uh, from left to right or right I, to left. Because I Aaron. said to Jess, I was like, "What do I look like when I play magic?" She goes, a "You idiot." She, <laughs> she knew my things. She she said, "You flick your cards into a pile, then you flick your cards into a pile again, then you look yeah. at them, then you put them into yes. a, into a little stack." This all sounds so familiar. And then you flick the bottom left corner of it, and yeah. I was like. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh. oh Jesus! Yeah, I do all that, those things. That sounds exactly right, right? Flick him into a path. Flick him into a path. You know what? Look at him. Put him into a thing. If there's flick a, the bottom left. If corner. there's a reason why uh, a percentage of people do it, it'll be a small percentage. The people have thought through why they're doing it, why they're shuffling it, what they're trying to do. Yep. Then the massive majority of people are doing it because it looks like someone that they know who yeah. they like, who plays magic well, yeah. and they want to be like them. And totally. that, I think that's where it starts. I think that has to be where it is. Well, well, I, I and it annoys the piss it. out of me. I hate seeing people. I hate watching a table full of people playing magic going. <laughs> it's like, wow. well, Especially if there's no shuffling going on, they're just going. <laughs> it's like just flicking the card like, back and forth. Have you seen Chris Rock Put, talk about just actually um, bringing a chicken together? Forget the big piece of chicken. <laughs> You ever seen? Oh, it's a reference. Like Chris, Chris Rock saying, like the big piece of chicken is always for dad, and all the other pieces of chicken are for everyone else. And if one of the kids goes in there and eats the big piece of chicken, mum comes in and goes, "What are you the big piece of chicken for?" And I'm going to sew some wings and some <laughs> yeah. like some drum. And, she, and he's doing this action like like this, and that action that he does is exactly what I think in my head when I see people <laughs> shuffling magic cards. I'm just going to bring in a bicycle and park it next to the thing upside down and just stick my cards in. <laughs> While we're on this, you know what yeah. I hand in the spokes. Like. <laughs> I'll have this card. Fuck <laughs> it. Yeah. While we're on this, people who draw cards like this on the edge of the table and then look at it. Uh, and they exactly. tap their cards edges on the table and then look at it. So oh. that is that is also on my smash your hands with a hammer list. <laughs> kind of very a, aggressive. You know uh, the mechanic play. miracle. Is this if I don't look at the card after, right after I draw it? It's going to be a better card. <laughs> no, this so, is yeah. So it's. If you if this is the first card you've drawn in a turn, you may play it for its miracle cost when you draw yeah, it. Massive mm. discount. If it right. touches your hand, it's possible that you use sleight of hand to mix it with the other cards in your hand and go, oh, look, a oh, miracle. So yeah, you need Jesus. to draw your card away from your hand. And so people would get in this ridiculous habit where they'd go, like, like yeah. and, and pick up their card and just draw it to the heavens and, and look at it. <laughs> Sorry, that was that was on the video I did the action. Yeah. But um, they draw it to the heavens and look at it. And after Miracle rotated out of standard, people kept doing it. And I was like, you don't need to do that anymore. <laughs> There's no Miracles in the format. Excuse me. And there was Miracles in Modern Masters draft. And I just drew a Miracle and put it in my hand. And I was like, shit. Like, I can't, <sighs> I can't now be like, yeah. it was... Oh, it was this one, it just looks super But that cheaty, sort of thing, right? I think, is part of... We always talk about community and magic and, and a lot of gaming groups. It's all about community and making sure there's a, a good base of people to do it. And in any community, it's been part of that community. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing all of these weird little ceremonial routines to be part of that community... Oh, I think how that's, I that's part the turn? Yeah, oh, well, Go. that's ridiculous. Jesus Christ. That's why Kai and I had to make more jokes about you and Crystal and you know, it's now your turn. Oh, well, we were, we were making fun <laughs> oh, of I the know, fact I know, that yeah. we usually do it. But, like, yeah. Why do you do this? I'm joking as well. Yeah. But, but when I think about myself going... Go like like a oh it's your turn so um, no, I, mean, I feel a bit sick no no but that's that's very deliberate we were talking about that in Mystic Vale podcast how you you need to be very deliberate and in, in magic specifically you need to be very deliberate I am now doing this I am now doing this I'm now, because there's so many phases of the yeah. game and it can we they all blend into yeah, into one thing sure. 
So uh, card flicking, I'm all for it. I'm against it. I hate it. Murder. Murder time. <laughs> murder, murder, murder time. So after this podcast, we'll be murdering Aaron in the foggy bush outside. Indeed. Um, Is this a final question? Final There's question. more than the number that you said. No, no, because we choose yeah, we our five favourite. You, you've been choosing your favourite ones, Kai. Oh, dear. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. No, no, I think this is still a good question. Oh, I'm going to can... go with what I said. John Horwood, are any of the mythics from Hour of Devastation constructed playable, and what shell would each fit into? Oh. Or is that, do we want to kind of take that question on notice for when we talk about the set a bit more? In okay, I'll try and try, I've tried to memorise all of the mythic rest from the set. <laughs> Don't Nicol, recycle. Nicol Bolas, God Pharaoh, quite playable. He's a good top end in like a Grixis control deck. He kind of like, if you just build old blue-red control and replace the torrential gear hulks and some of the other wing conditions with a Nicobolus instead, I think that's going to be pretty good. I'm going to go get a beer car while Aaron does this. Do you want one? Um, I might go to the bathroom, actually. Okay, yeah, you yeah. do. You right. get a beer, I'll go to the bathroom. Did you talk want, about mythics yeah, for a bit. Right. The Locust God. Okay, so the Locust God is really interesting because it also goes in the blue-red deck, but 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 it kind of it's very susceptible to being removed over and over and over again. You keep needing to put mana into it. So the Locust God is... is it's like a really interesting case study in like what will you do to get a win condition in this blue red control deck because torrential gear hook is just dead, dead to rights now that a braid is around. Am I right, guys? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Which one? A braid. Oh, a braid. Yes. Yeah, a braid. <clears throat> uh, next mythic that I'm going to talk about is um, the, Scarab God? the Scarab God. Yeah, so the Scarab God is blue black. They lose X life and you scry X where X is the number of zombies you control. This is just too much for its ability. You don't really want to be paying five mana a turn to turn some stuff into a, like a 4-4 four, four from your graveyard every turn because you actually want to be returning your zombies from the graveyard naturally anyway. Um, it, it, it looks like it could go into it, but blue-black zombies isn't a deck. I don't know if it's going to fit in an existing archetype. Um, then there's a scorpion god, the black-red one. A lot of people yes. have been talking about doing all sorts of stuff with this, but... It's just too expensive. You can't be paying five mana for a five-five, and then paying three mana to put a neg one neg one counter on on yeah. the, your opponent's creatures. You're just dead by that point, right? Yeah. And there's enough exile effects once you look at the card pool in standard that, that I, I don't think I don't really think it's going to be very playable. Um, next mythic is uh, overwhelming splendor, which is six white white. All your opponent uh, you curse a player and like. Uh, all their creatures become 1-1s one and they can't activate abilities and stuff. This is just too expensive. Like, maybe if you hit it off Aetherworks Marvel if it wasn't banned, but 8 mana is just too much for, like, a control deck. Um, so how conditional is that? Is that the card would be good if the, if if the card, card wasn't banned? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would be talking about Nicol Bolas completely differently if the card wasn't banned uh, as well, because you could just hit it on turn 4 off Nicol Bolas, uh, off Aetherworks Marvel. Um, uh, one of the other mythics in the set is Samet. Um, which is a, one of the worst planeswalkers I've seen in recent history. It pluses to give a creature double strike. So one, you need a creature out. You want to be attacking with it, which means you're not protecting your Samet. And her neg two is deal two damage to, among creatures and players. It just doesn't kill anything relevant in, in the format. Samet, very bad. Um, what are the other mythics? Uh, there's Uresh, Cryosphinx Sovereign. That's a good one. It's fun. Might make a. It makes all your sphinxes cost two less. It might create a new mono blue sphinx deck or something in standard, which would be pretty cool. Um, what's the red mythic rare? Oh, are you still talking about mythics? Oh, okay. Um, <coughs> it's a black mythic rare. Uh, hang on, I've got the full. I've got the full thing out actually. I thought I could remember them all. 
I've prepared for this, and there's not a What did you say about nickel bolus? It's just too expensive. It's pretty good. It's too, it's too expensive. Seven's isn't it? not that expensive. Isn't it? If Are you're we... playing a control deck, and you go. Uh, and, and you, like, in a control deck, control decks are kind of built around hitting every single land drop, and then going like. Kill your guy, kill your guy, kill your guy, and draw some cards. Kill your guy, and draw some cards. Here's my win condition, and I count your thing. Right? Okay. So, so you need to draw the cards because you need the color combinations to get yeah, Nicol Bolas so, out, right? So all the decks that want to be playing Nicol Bolas are drawing cards, so you hit the land, so you hit him on turn seven, and, mm. and you've hopefully wiped the board in the first two, so, the other two yeah. turns. So you've done Samet, Scarab God, Scorpion God. Locust God. Uh, Nickel Bolas. Locust Lico- God, Nickel Bolas. Uh, Uncage the Menagerie. Is a <laughs> That's myth- a mythic? Mythic oh, sorcery God. from Green. This is unplayable. It's very uh, bad. It's a commander card. Oh, well, there you go. That's done. Uh, let's see. Majestic Miriarch, which we've talked about oh, at length yeah, already. Oh, yeah, there's two green mythics. Majestic Miriarch could see play in a go-wide tokens deck because it's so huge. A five mana ten ten potentially if you have five other creatures. Um, yeah, you have to make the t- do you, hang on, oh, before we get Majestic oh, Meriarch, no, 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 no. mm-hmm. is that a token deck card or is that a um, like just to create the creatures to make it big uh, or is it play creatures with multiple abilities to make it untouchable? I, I think that you want it for its undercosted body with incidental abilities so the okay. abilities aren't the important bit. Yeah. But if it was just like five mana ten ten because you have five creatures out. That's pretty insane. And then if it gets lifelink, you're like, oh, now we're cooking. Now we're making a stew. Now you now play we're a, a Kai, Kai and David oh. get your life back to the original <laughs> yeah. <spell> return. Ah, <laughs> Razaketh. Oh, Razaketh, yeah. Five triple black. Not going to see standard play. It flying trample. He costs eight. Flying trample. You can pay flying two life and sack a creature to get a card from your deck and put it in your hand. It's just like, what card do you want to get from your deck? It's an extremely expensive tutor. What card do you want to get from your deck when you have an eight, eight flying trample? Yeah, out? you're already playing. Yeah. Eight. Yeah. yeah. Unless it's like <laughs> this becomes unblockable. Uh, Fuck you. Neheb is uh, Neheb Neheb. Oh, the Minotaur Neheb. dude. Neheb. He's uh, he's interesting, Neheb but again, he's Minotaur probably just dude. too expensive. What he what he does? A five mana four six with a flicked three. With a what? Uh, a flicked three. Yeah. Oh, so when it? he becomes blocked, oh, they lose right. three. Uh, that afflicts is it? Well, if you gave him double later. strike, do you get the afflict trigger twice? No, because no, he didn't get blocked twice. Yeah, he's yeah. only been blocked. Twice. Yeah, Bugger. it's the block. It's the it's trigger. It's just two. To be honest, the rares and mythics in the set are pretty, pretty miserable. Pretty ho hum. But that's yeah. that's that is um, small set problems. Small set problems, exactly. Mm. Um, My favorite question from this block of yes. questions was um, the how, what do you do with your hand one? Oh, we haven't. We're, we did. We decide that off air. <laughs> have we, oh, have we... and also, Kian asked a question. So, shut up, Kian. <laughs> yeah, shut up, Kian. <laughs> shut up, Kian. He also called David Dave. Which, yeah, I had a private chat with him about it. And he also <laughs> misspelt his question. Instead of yeah. does Dave know what the best flavor text in the series is yet, it says does Dave know Dave. what the best is. Yeah. Dave. So it was we good to see. Dose it. Dave. <laughs> we dosing him. It was good to see yeah. that Kian was drunk at 11.30 in the morning. <laughs> no, he's, just, uh, he's just very bad at spelling. Yeah. Um, but no, I didn't know. Do we know what Nissa's? Have we got Nissa's flavor it's text a quote there? from Nissa. I, yeah. I know what it is. It's, um, it's on the elemental. And, and it's a quote from Nissa that says, that one's not mine. And it's talking about an, an elemental she didn't make. And she's like, run. Like, Okay. He says that's the best flavor text. Oh, that, so. that's it. Well, what is the flavor text? That, that one's not Sorry. mine. Is this on that Gr- one's not mine. Grinitic, run. Yeah, yeah. Grinitic oh, Titan. Yeah. 
He says that's the best flavor text. Though. But also, does that mean that we have to do the artwork this time? It has to be like you know, we did Manglehorn as the artwork for when he was declaring Manglehorn was the greatest <laughs> card. Granitic in- yeah, we're all constantly referring to Kean. Well, he's that's he, my new band name. He's a legend. Constantly he, referring to Kean. I love Kean. Me too. Yeah, he's he, a good. He's a good teammate. Oh, team. absolutely, he will be. Fantastic. It's a good. It's a good way to close out a Buster Booster when there's an hour of devastation um, uh, pre-release going on at midnight, and you've just done a video podcast, a video Buster Booster, and he just happens to be standing there. <laughs> He's perfect for that. That was a fantastic ending. I actually did laugh out loud. <laughs> I, it was like, oh, well, thanks for that, Aaron. Yeah, no problem. Uh, shut up, Ken. Like, <laughs> shut up, Ken. We'll have to get him back. Yeah, shut up. We'll have to get him back for a podcast at some stage because yeah. just doing the whole, when he says stuff and Aaron and Ken have an argument about something, <laughs> it's great. It's just so good. <laughs> I'll, get, yes. I'll get one of their bells and be like, ding, ding. Yeah. We, all, Begin. All, all you and I have to do is just sit back and watch. <laughs> Unfortunately for Kian, it usually ends up with him, ends up with us saying "Shut up, Kian," and he kind of loses, and that's the end of it. <laughs> I play, I play uh, "Shut up, Kian." When I play "Shut up, Kian," I win the game. Mm. <laughs> All right. Um, so is that is that it? We've got any other questions that we want to head out? We've gone over we've gone over budget on it, so it doesn't matter if there's any others that sort of jump no, out. There's a couple of repeats. What's, your, what's your favorite card from Arrow Station? Why? We'll get to that. Uh, so yeah, that's there's another one about hand shuffling. No, I think we've covered it. All right, cool. There's one from Oh, it's Chris. Uh, oh, there's Chris Jones saying uh, which card do you think is going to be the big breakout hit? But we know Chris. And yeah, it's a anyway. shut up, Chris. I say probably. No, That's, it can't be the same. It'd have to be like it'd have to be like silence, Chris, silence, and Chris. shut up, Kian. Silence, silence, Chris. Shut up, Kian. This is Chris here. His honorary. Uh, we draped him. Deputized. We draped him over the Batman. Batman. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's 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 uh, blob and mm. uh, bust the booster and give it to one of these people that have uh, asked the questions. <laughs> First hour of devastation booster, and this, and we're recording this segment about four hours after about the end of the last three segment. hours in. Yeah. All right. Does this sound any different to Armin Ket? Yeah, they're Sandy. actually made of Lazotep now. So. Oh, Lazotep. Mm. They're full of zombies, though. So oh, man, I'm opening a booster here. I've got no idea about the cards inside of it because read I them have, out to me. I have zero experience of this of these things. <laughs> so first one's like a, a mountain. What the fuck is that? Well, I'm going I'm to take <laughs> off. I'm going to take off our sinuous striker token, which is fucking garbage, Svetland Velenov art loser. That I'm. That's dreadful. That's back to primary school. Yeah, stuff. that's oh, it's not, it's not, not the best. It's not, not great. great. He's tried to skelly fire Naga oh, face and a, and a beautiful full art planes card from Titus Lunter. Opposite oh, end of the spectrum. Yeah. Big fan of Titus. Good stuff. I do like in the fiction they totally just drop this like, oh, Nicol Bias enchanted those horns to look like they're perpendicular to you it's at all times. everywhere, yeah. So uh, arrogant. All right. First cut up is a common. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> they've, really, they've really changed these boosters around. <coughs> yeah. All right. It's, oh my God. It's a disposal mummy. <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. Two and a plate, two and a white for a two, three. Creature zombie jackal because as we always say, zombies need all the help they can get. When disposal mummy enters the battlefield, exile target card for an opponent's graveyard. Oh, this is in context of what we've been talking about before. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Oh, the graveyard hate we've been begging for. Yeah, since. you can exile like an eternalized thing from the graveyard, but like a two three for three is not, not fantastic. Good. It's and a zombie, which is which is good for the black white zombies deck. But apart from everything. and getting rid of a dude out of the graveyard is just uh, a very um, situational thing. Yeah, and, and you're not going to want it on turn deck. three when you want to be playing your two three anyway. So yeah, it's okay. kind of on yeah. the lower end of the 
Next. <laughs> yeah. Next. Oh my god. A braid. No. Two and a mountain for open uh, fire. Uh, I don't, don't know any jokes again. or references don't about this. Don't sing again. What? Don't sing again. Gonna take uh, three men. I'll throw this beer at you. I'm just reading the card. If you want to cast open fire, you got to tap three mana and what does it kill. Do? It kills a dude. It can also do three, three damage, damage to a player. So yeah, I know that's important. It can kill a dude. You at instant speed. So uh, good card. Open, this open is fire. A, this is three mana. Three damage to target creature or player. That's what not, we want. Not creature being silly. Amber. This hits them in the face when they're low. Yeah, uh, it kills their best thing there's not heaps and heaps of huge stuff you just need this and you well, it it's a kills their best thing if the best thing is three toughness <laughs> i'm get... shrugging right now shrugging. You're shrugging yeah three damage is pretty great this is that is a... base power and toughness you get above is is there a base power and toughness it's in... like two and three it is yeah. all right yeah <laughs> yeah all right so open fire we, we like that we use like the lead a lot on um on pre-release, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was no, good. you use it. It's a waste in your deck. Oh yeah, it's a two-headed giant. We were the same giant. We had two heads: your head, my head, our decks. Right. Countervailing winds. Everything's three mana, right? Mm. Um, two and a and a blue for an instant counter-target spell, unless controller plays one. And then here's the catcher for each card in your graveyard, and you can cycle it for two as well. Uh, that's fine. Okay. I don't like these it, counter spells the that have it unless the person does something. It doesn't counter anything on turn three, which means it's not really countering anything on turn four. This is a late game counter spell, and even then, it's soft, which means they can get out of it if they have enough mana to pay. Exactly, yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't like spending three mana when they can get out Is that supposed to synergize with cycling? Just it's supposed a to synergize bit? with cycling, yeah. But then it's everything, like we've noticed in this set, Everything is cycling two because cycling one is good value. Mm-hmm. Cycling two is a bit it's shit. A bit Poops, yeah. 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 Where you want to be? This is a bit rough. Yeah. Sandblast, which Kai did use mm. uh, two and a plane. Got two and white. Every time I used it, every did. Yeah. And it's that. It's our favorite. Um, I don't know who he is. You know, getting nuked again. Archfiend of Ithnir. Archfiend of Ithnir. Always getting destroyed. In this <laughs> set. Poor guy. He can't catch a break. He just wants to demonize the, the denizens of Armand Cat, and he's just getting. Destroyed this. in this. What's he, what the other guy gets killed? <laughs> uh, cut well? to ribbons. Yeah. Uh, all the time. So he's like, he's never really existed because he's been killed like oh, 45 times over. Um, so Sandblast costs, again, three mana, two and a, two and a white for an instant. Sandblast deals five damage to target attacking or blocking creature. How do you feel about these when it's an attacking or blocking creature Yeah, deals? so like one of the issues with this is that it doesn't fit very well in aggressive decks because if you attack and they block... And then you kill the thing with Sandblast. Cool, you killed the guy, but you didn't get your damage in with the creature, which is what you're really trying to do in aggro decks. Yeah. And in defensive decks, you want to be able to kill something that has activated abilities. Yeah. So, so they're taking so over the game. So when it swings with, to attack, it gets a bonus. You, able... you want to kill it before it swings to attack, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Or if they go just tap, make a 1-1, one, one, and they're just doing that every turn, you need to just be able to kill that. So that's why Open yeah. Fire is always going to be better than a card like this, because it kills things even when it's not... And it has you a know, bitch and tunes that Daniel Johns wrote about it yeah. years ago. Yeah, isn't sad. Song. Hey, isn't with Sandblast though? Oh, if you no, destroy it song. during declare blockers, then it, that it, so what? Your creature just swings at air then. It, it, yeah, I know. Once you've declared, used to be yeah. Ugh. That's Unless in, it has trample. That's an important. That's a, that's a pro tip. Is if you've 
if you've swung to attack and someone's declared a block against that, you can then like on either side, you can sack your blocker and get an, get the effect. Yeah, then I know because that one. The guy's already blocked. Yeah, the, I used so, to pull that all over the place with a yeah. black white life gain from BFZ. Mm. The the best use of it is you block a lifelink guy <clears throat> and you sacrifice the creature that blocked the lifelink guy. They don't gain the life because oh, it really? punches its life. Oh, I didn't know that nothing. one. Yeah. Ah. Um. So. I, I oh the the most insane version of this was uh, my my friend Mishka was playing a final against Anthony Lee and he and he blocked with his nine ten lifelink first strike yeah. against an Avacyn first strike though okay keep and, going and, yeah. a, and a Gideon and a Knight token and so he goes yeah block the Avacyn I want to get the Avacyn off the board right and Anthony goes play another Avacyn. So, so the legendary oh, rule, rule, the yeah. other one, yeah, goes, you don't get the lifelink damage. He took six from the uh, seven from the Gideon of the Night, and he died. And I was like, oh my god, like incredible! Like yeah. it's, it's so good. What a good wow. play! That was a good play. Um, yeah, my that's god, the that's like a couple. Does of the ledge rule? Yeah. <laughs> does the ledge <laughs> <did the laughs> like, rule make Avison transform then? Because she entered the battlefield, and then the other one has to be If a non-angel creature uh, control died. So, so you couldn't do that kind of yeah. stuff. There's a word on the top of this card that could be anything, but I'm going to go with ambuscade. That's correct. It's like a, a braid. No, it means an ambush. Uh, oh, surprise! Right. A braid does make sense to me now that I've thought about it. <laughs> yeah. But ambuscade mm. uh, is. Hey, guess what? This one costs three mana as well. This is the three this mana. This actually all costs three mana. Yeah, um, ambuscade costs two and a green for an instant. Target creature you control gets plus one plus zero until end of turn. It deals damage equal to its power to target creature and opponent controls. Uh, keep in mind, not fight, so the creature doesn't deal its damage back to it. Yeah. I think they should keyword this to punch. Uh, okay. Punches target creature because he just punches it. It doesn't get punched back, whereas fights, like, they both deal damage to each other. Okay. Yeah. Coward punch. <laughs> coward punches target oh, don't creature. Don't get me started. That's a topic for off, the, off air. That coward punch thing just makes me bonkers. But anyway... People doing it or the weird advertising oh, we're going, campaign we're going against to it? The weird advertising campaign because it kind of makes out that fighting's fine. Like, <laughs> go ahead and have a fight and punch, you punch them in the face. face. If they know about it, if you're a big bully and someone's a cowering, you know, just like a nice person but mm. isn't very strong, yeah, kick the shit out of them as long as they know it's coming. But don't sneak up behind them and hit them. <laughs> it's, it's like the just, coward's punch. Just don't very, fight. It's very, stupid. very weird advertising, but it was apparently in Australia. Of a problem. Yeah, in Australia. <laughs> I was explaining this to someone in Europe. But I was like, this is a problem. This it's is an epidemic that we need to put an ad on TV about that people are punching people in the back of the head. And they were like, you're not serious. And I was like, yep. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Anyway, we're in the middle, in the middle of boxing. We've got a boxer. Australia's leading boxer. I'm not in a box, but he's Australia's leading boxing. Yeah. He's up there doing it. Oh, anyway, this card's all right. Um, it's like it's worse than open fire because you need a creature out. Yeah, and, and uh, we love open fire because it's got a bitch and tune. All right, this is a card that's right up my alleyway. Uh, Ruin Rat, two for a 1-1, one, because one, you know I like my 1-1s. One, He's got Death Touch. When Ruin Rat dies, XL target card from opponent graveyard. I don't care about the second thing. Yep, I just like a 1-1 one, one Death Touch that's yeah. going to hang around and annoy the piss out of my, yeah. all those people that are trying to attack me. And he's good at any time in the game. He's good. Yeah. I, I yeah. like this guy. Uh, still not as good as a removal spell, but you, no. you pick him up. Oh, uh, man. Imagine if, imagine if you happy with him. did a sweet like cartouche of like a blue cartouche. Oh, he's got flying now and I'll block your sweet like Ooh. flying bomb. Your yeah. Christ. But you wouldn't want to do that either because then you've... <laughs> You've, if you're they were two open, for one in yourself, really. It's, it's also possible, yeah, that 
if they were going to open fire this before so they didn't death touch something, if you put a cartouche in it, I'm like, I'm going to fucking kill it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm going like, to kill know, that rep. Yeah, you just want him mopping up people on the ground and yeah. keeping someone's five four at bay because they don't want to lose yeah. it to a stupid yeah. two mana rat. Do a bit of Charlie work. Uh, new new artist here, Shreya Shetty. Oh, good. Hello to the Shetty family. Um, if she doesn't do bad artwork. We got some oh, we'll be on to make. Oh, yeah, we will. But yeah, oh, I'm look. I love seeing She's new artists. New. Break Is this out. a Shetty piece? She did Amon Cat. Oh, she did. Oh, She's oh, Binding Mummy, Harsh Mentor, Harvest Season. See why we got him on? He's on for facts. Oh, she did Wind, Kin Raiders, and Scrounging Bandar as well. I like those cards. Mm. I'd love to name drop a guy. He's done some of the art that's in the RPG room at Good Games Cannington, and he's got some great art. Uh, and he was trying to get on the Magic cards, and I've got to keep an eye out for that guy because he was a lovely oh, guy. Yeah. I met him at Gen Con, and he was pitching his stuff. And I can't see why he isn't doing why it because he's great. Uh, and I'll name drop him at some point down in a future show. <laughs> Life goes on for one green. It's instant, and you gain four life. If a creature died this turn, you gain eight life instead. Oh. Is that is like it? a revolt life gain? <laughs> Practically. This is very bad. This is the example of a pure life gain spell. Regardless of how much life you gain, you're still really just... Delaying the inevitable by yeah. throwing a card into an effect like this. Because they, they swing into you for um, whatever damage, mm. and you go, well, I'm going If they swing into you for four damage, okay. and and you block one guy, and, they and both you die, die, you go, oh, great, I'll get my eight life back. They're still going to attack you next turn. They're time still just for... attacking next turn. Yeah, you yeah. didn't affect anything on the board. All this right. card's the worst. So we'll, we'll burn that one. So whoever wins this pack doesn't even get that card because we're going to set fire to it right after. It's mm. <laughs> possibly a little bit. Yeah. Granite Titan for four and two red for a five four. He's got menace. Isn't it granitic? Granitic Oh granitic. Oh, I said granite because I'm looking at the picture. He's like crushing stuff and being devastating and shit. What's his flavor text, Kean? Uh sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up, Kean! Tall and used to be blonde. That's close enough. (laughs) No, this is his favorite flavor text. Oh, is it? Okay. No, no, he's Oh. It's That one's not mine. Run, Run. Nissa yeah. Ravine. I thought he said it was on a Nissa card. No, he said uh, he, he's very Nissa. bad at communicating. We've learnt that from the way he wrote his thing. <laughs> Dose yeah. David. Oh, this is why we say shut up, Keen, all the time because he can't communicate. Anyway, a six mana five four for, with that's got menace, and you can cycle him for two if you're never going to get to your six mana. Uh, yeah, it's uh, very very mediocre. It, it, dies to, it? it dies to a whole bunch of the removal in the set. Uh, costs a lot it's to cool get out. It's cool that you can cycle it, and it's good as like a big late game drop because they're going to have to double block it. But everything double blocks this. Two two twos can double block this. Like it's not yeah. very good. By the time it's, you're casting a six mana creature, they've probably got two guys. They don't mind yeah, throwing easy, away this yeah. while they, they do go, some oh, serious five stuff. So I leave my two twos back. Right. Yeah, like two two zombie tokens is going to take yeah. this guy down, and you're not going to give a yeah. toss about it. All right, Seer of the Last Tomorrow. And that's a complicated name, so I'm expecting something good from this card. Seer of the Last Tomorrow. Costs three mana. Two and two a blue for a one-four. Sounds like a wall. He's a creature. He's a Naga cleric, and we know how those Naga guys rock. Uh, one, uh, one blue and tap it. Discard a card. Target player puts the top three cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. Oh, we've got This is very bad. This is very bad. This is a mill card. And we haven't supported mill in years. In, in a very long time. <laughs> I, there's like a rare called Fraying Sanity, which is like they put the number of cards you put into their graveyard again. It's just. Okay. Uh, but it's very. Like, even with that out, this wouldn't be good enough. 
the cards that you mill from the top of their deck, none of them matter until you until they lose from drawing from an empty library. So yeah. if you're discarding a bunch of cards to do this and then they kill it, you just wasted a bunch of mana and cards to do nothing. And if you're playing if against it, a zombie deck, Gravedigger comes yeah. out and goes, fantastic, what yeah. a smorgasbord it's of like options thanks I have. Eternalize guy. <laughs> no, 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 draw him and play him as a shitty 1-1. One, one. Yeah, exactly. If you eternalize or embalming guys, it's like... Yeah, you're yeah. just helping him. This is very, very, very mm. bad. Oh, here we go. This is a cycle of cards that we've got with the defeat cards. This one is Chandra's Defeat. It costs one red. It's an instant. It's an uncommon. And um, we've got Chandra's Defeat deals five damage to target red... Oh, here we go. It's too much text. Chandra's Defeat deals five damage to target red creature or red planeswalker. If that permanent is a a Chandra planeswalker, you may discard a card. If you do draw a card, but you're in red as well, which is yeah. So <laughs> this is a very potent sideboard card. So in draft or limited or sealed or maybe even constructed, if you're playing against another red deck, you bring this out of your sideboard. You have an amazing one mana answer to their glory bringer to their oh, big yeah. red whatever guy. At like, instant speed, yeah, yeah. 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 So at one okay. point um, in the pre-release, I just went uh, five five in in red some something yeah and the guy just goes uh, yeah cool end of ten challenges defeat untap like take my turn and I was like whoa like and he played a four drop and so it's just kind of like it's a huge tempo swing when you can just kill my biggest, biggest threat guy. Yeah, yeah. for one mana so this is a very very potent sideboard card and you actually would take it relatively highly because it's one of the best cards in your deck if you play against a red deck. But mm. you wouldn't play you You'd wouldn't take it high deck. in a in a draft. If you were drafting, I'd take it you like mid pack in a draft. Would you? Yeah. I would never take that in a draft. You know, I feel like, like I, I feel like I should never take it in a draft. If you imagine most draft games are three, you actually play more post sideboard games than you do pre board games, right? What, what did you just say? You said some so, words there. Like so posts. when you play when I play a match against <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. I play more games after sideboarding Oh yeah, because there's two I do games. Pre sideboard. Yes, yes. So, if I find out that you are red, which is like a one, one in, in five or six, five, it's not five, one in because everyone's one playing five. a two color deck, and mm. red has four out yeah, of yeah. the ten different pairs. Um, mm. So you are a forty percent chance for this to be the best card in your deck after the sideboard. It's 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 like yeah, that's a good point. You, it's it's actually a very potent thing to sideboard in, but, it, but you can't pick it here, obviously. Like, you'd pick something more mm. versatile. But if this is going to be the best card in your deck in 40% of your matches, that's pretty great. That's a good... Yeah. I really, I really just hope that Nicol Ballas defeats Chandra by just going like... It's <laughs> <laughs> like, like blows her out. Yeah, like it's a match. It's yeah. just, you're right. Yeah, just like Hades licks, licks his finger. He's like... <laughs> 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 his two fingers. Mm. Is that, was that our first uncommon? That was our first uncommon. Oh, okay. So our second uncommon is... Oh, my goodness... One white mana, Gideon's mm. defeat. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I just love the picture because Gideon's getting the shit burnt out of him by a huge nickel ball. Score. Isn't he just getting touched on the chest by like lightest uh, touch of nickel balls? He's, <laughs> he's, he's, <laughs> that was Aaron and Kai reenacting <laughs> Gideon's defeat. Um, yeah, he's getting the shit burnt out of him by uh, nickel Bolas's huge claw. It's an instant. Exile target white creature that's attacking or blocking. If it was a Gideon Planeswalker, you gain five life. Now, th- again, this one seems rubbish. Uh, but 
It's a... <laughs> you convinced me about Chandra. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in it, there. Yeah, Chandra's like, defeat. But Good. this is this is very similar, except it solves a big problem in standard, which is everyone said Gideon, ally of Zendikar, too strong. How do we deal with Gideon? He's indestructible when he attacks. We can't block him. We can't really deal him damage. You got to exile him. Mm. Oh man! They go activate Gideon, take him up. You got that one mana left over. Bam! Exile him, gain five life. Mm. So yeah. this is more of a constructive rich. one, but. Again, still quite a potent sideboard card. If someone has, like, a bunch of angels and stuff, and you can exile them for one mana, it's a huge tempo swing. Yeah, okay. And there's some gods floating around that are all indestructible. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. Ketra. Yeah. Okay, um, <clears throat> that was our second one. Oh, for our third uncommon, we've got a land, and it's a desert. Uh, oh Ramonap my... Ruins. Thanks for saying that for me. Uh, it is Ramonap Ruins. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's... I just love saying, Ramonap! Ruins, there's so some, reggae, so reggae. Aaron. There's uh, is that that's what they scream at the, uh, the 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 second biggest train station in Jamaica all the time. Ramon up. Ruins, so next train to Ramon up. You it can ta- look. You, I'm telling you, you can tap Ramon up ruins, and you can add one colorless mm-hmm. to your mana pool, or you can tap it, pay one life, and add one red to your mana pool. That's because there's red lightning going on in the picture. Or, yeah, I think that's why they said that. Uh, or you can pay two and two red and tap it and sacrifice a desert. Ramanap Ruin deals two damage to each opponent. So we got burned out by this in Two-Headed Giant because oh, they had five deserts in play. And this, and because it's each opponent, every yeah, time we yeah. just lost four life. That was an interesting that was an interesting in, thing. I don't, I don't know if this card's very good. Um, you got to have a lot of deserts out just to ping them for like two, maybe four damage at the end of the round. Like, and all it's doing is making your mana worse. You got to like pay life for your red mana. Yeah, I mean it's okay. I'd probably play <clears throat> most red decks actually, but just still not a high pick compared no, to the no, other no, cards. No. Goodness no. Our rare is Swarm Intelligence. Six and a blue for an enchantment. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, you may copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. So you're doubling up on every This is one of the worst rares in the set. (laughs) It's a good job we're giving it away then. (laughs) Isn't Uh, there a card in Kaladesh that does the same thing? There's a few cards that do this. Yeah, there was a copy instant or sorcery in Kaladesh. Mm. Um... Geist Blast? No, that was a while ago. Uh, oh, yeah, is... yeah, I know what the one, the one you mean. It was um, it was like Sahiri's Mastery or something like that. I copied an artifact or creature in play. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, this, this card, by the time you've played a seven-mana enchantment that literally does nothing when you play it, <laughs> yeah. you need to play a bunch of other instants and sorceries afterwards. In, what were in you rounds doing... eight, nine, ten, yeah, and what 11. What were you doing to survive until turn seven <laughs> that you play this enchantment? This is just unplayable. Like, mm. you land this and you go... So I don't have any instances and sorceries left. Uh, if I do draw one, I'll double it. You don't even have that many instances and sorceries. What if you play Red Blue and play Kozlek's Return from the Graveyard? But Conditional. You, but you can't copy it. You can't copy it when you cast it because you're just exiling it from the graveyard for the second bit. Yeah. But you can't copy it then. So it's oh. only dealing five. Regardless, you can't All right, I'll tell you what. We're, that was our rare, but we've got an uncommon foil and it was illustrated by Eric Deschamps. Oh, friend of the show, uh, because he does bump. He's got a bump for us, All right? And it is. Oh, it's a split card. What is it, Aaron? It's a. Uh, it's three it's mana. Failure to comply. It's struggle to survive. Oh, foil struggle to survive. It's an instant struggle deals damage to target creature equal to the number of lands you control. 
and survive is a two mana sorcery. Oh, you can just ignore that bit. Okay, don't worry about that. One. <laughs> uh, that does aftermath. Each player shuffles his or her graveyard into his or her library. Oh, that's a terrible. So idea. you literally just ignore that second bit. Yeah, this is two and a red damage to a creature equal to the number of lands you control. This is almost always going to be better than open fire because the only thing that open fire has over this is that it can deal damage to the player. Whereas on turn f- on turn six, this is dealing six damage usually. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so what you want to be doing limited is clearing their creatures away, um, making sure that you have control over the board and stuff. And this is always going to kill the biggest thing on the board, almost regardless of when you play it. Um, so this is better than open fire. I'm going to take struggle to survive out of this pack, and it's foil too. Woo! Oh, nice. I almost, um, I almost want to play this in commander because there's like some cards like that in commander, and then it's like, oh, you could set up sweet like infinite like copies like copy that five times and reflect itself yeah, like yeah, bomb yeah. their whole board out yeah all right so that's the card and who are you going to give the uh this pack and uh, progenitus and the uh almond cat booster unclaimed from last month uh who's all that all going to go to from our uh, uh listener questions oh the how the how do you hold them yeah Hang my on. favorite question was from mike salundi do you guys have a habit of holding your hand in a particular way i, I think yeah. it makes us oh, examine a really interesting bit of magic that yeah that, yeah. that people don't really talk about we we do enjoy talking about the minute yes. of magic that's not just and the, we did. the game. And the- All right. Well done. You've got a whole prize pack of cards and, uh, and a special GP progenitus. Woo! All right. Happy days. 40K! Space flares! By 40K, it's going to go for 40 seconds! Okay, so I've had the idea that I'm going to split this into roughly two things. I'm going to try and educate Dar- uh, David and Aaron, and I'm also going to try and talk about some updates in the game. All right, I'm already wasting too much time. Okay, so I'm going to lay it on you, the four main gods of chaos. Number one, Nurgle. His sacred number is seven. He is the lord of disease, decay, and destruction. Grandfather Nurgle is often his title. First to appear in all the fiction, disease, stuff like that. He's actually going to get a Primarch soon. Mortarian, leader of the Death Guard. Corn, uh, sacred number eight. The blood god sits on the skull throne. God of war. Uh, Cinch, the changer of ways, change evolution, intrigue, architect of fate. Sacred number, non- number nine, six, Slanesh. He who thirsts, Lord of Excess. Uh, his right half of his body is feminine. His left half is masculine. And uh, he eats the souls of the Elder. Also, updates. We're going to get easy to build sets soon. I hope they're good. Wow, they have favorite numbers. Incredible. Was that inside 40 seconds? Grandpa Nurgle. Grandfather Nurgle. Grandpa yeah. Nurgle. Yeah. Wow, that was 40k <laughs> by 40k in 40 seconds. Seven MTG land. card quiz. Six, seven, seven land hand. It's a real quiz. Thanks, Aaron, for that contribution. <laughs> a bit late. Oh, damn it. Oh, man. We're, we're running way over. I'm going to M- win. MTG card quiz. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping this to a three-point game, even though there's loads and loads of extra answers, okay? So, Kai, stay confident. You can jag it with jag numbers, okay? Um, Is it seven, the sacred number of Grandpa Nurgle? Oh, no. It's six, Slanesh. Ah. Is the... Ah. Yeah. That was the other thing that was... <laughs> pulling faces. You are correct, though. You have all said correct numbers. <laughs> he's thought, oh, no, he's taught us something. Oh, <laughs> what, are the other two, what are the other two gods, though? I don't know. Corn and Zinch. Oh, you give us a chance. I would have got corn for oh, blood to the blood god. Down. Yeah, blood to the god. Skulls for the skull throne. Oh, I wasn't <laughs> of that course. far. Look, Aaron, look how Question number zinch. one. Oh, Prior to Hour of Devastation, how many cards had Hour in their name? Not including reprints. So prior to Hour of Devastation, how many cards had Hour in their name, not including reprints? So I'm just after the number. There are a number of them. So Aaron, if you want to impress us with your amazing knowledge. Uh, So it's just a card. If they've got Hour in their name, 
how many of them are there? And oh boy, I almost said the answer like about X amount of times because I'll probably blow it. Something. Question two. You might spot a theme. Prior, prior, (laughs) prior to Hour of Devastation, how many cards had devastation in their name, not including reprints? This is a cycle of questions here. I'd like to, I like to think of it. So the first one is how many cards had hour in the name. This one is how many cards had a devastation in their name, and that's not including reprints. How many cards had the word of in their name? You know what? That was my going to be my third question. <laughs> but when I looked it's it like up, hundreds, right? Yeah, I, was, I couldn't. I could. There's no way I could because I thought that would be a great punchline. And also, then you would have pulled shit with like ors of. Because he's like, oh no, that's, that's OV. OV. Yeah, OV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think any of these have any Trixie stuff in there. That's the fourth term Trixie. I've used Trixie this evening. Um, Trixie Hubbitzes. Yeah, I'm turning the golem. Uh, question three. Prior to Hour of Devastation, how many Nickel Bolas Planeswalker cards existed? Okay, Planeswalker. How many Talking Nickel printings? How many or printings or like names? How many Nicol Bolas Planeswalker cards? I've got yeah, because technically that includes Arch Enemy. Then I've got okay, okay. I've got an answer, and then I've got a list of them, and I've also got he also appeared as a legendary creature mm-hmm. in Time Shifted Legends MTGO Masters Edition Three from the Vault Dragons and Chronicles. Yeah. It's not those ones. Not those ones. It's the ones. How many Nickel Bolas Planeswalker cards existed? So it's after, it's how many sets the how many set. editions of Nickel Bolas as a Planeswalker exist? Yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, sure. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I know it's it's so hard. Like I, when when I'm writing these, it's like how to word it so it actually makes sense because there's so many mm-hmm. different ways you can take it. Hopefully that makes sense. So, how many cards had Hour in the name? How many cards had Devastation in the name? And how many Nicol Bolas Planeswalker cards existed? Uh, that's prior to Hour of Devastation. So, we rewind to question number one. Um, do you want to take a stab at it, Kai? Open up. How many uh, cards I, had... I want to open with saying there's, uh, there's got to be some kind of theme here. And either the answer is 666 or 321 or, like, there's going to be some kind of numerical thing to it. But I've just said nine. Okay. I said... Do, who gets a point? Whoever's closest or only if you get it exactly? Oh, no. We'll go for closest. Yeah, yeah. My guess is six. Did you, okay. The answer is nine. <laughs> I, I know. Did my jaw hit the floor when he dropped and said nine? Okay. Have you got, have you got any that you've in mind? Uh, I've got them here. They're Sage of Hours, Ninja of the Deep Hours, oh, yeah. Lost Hours, Infinite Hour Glass, Hour of Reckoning, Hour of Need, Finest Hour, Darkest Hour, and Angel of the Dire Hour. Mm. Those are the nine cards. That's funny. Had hour in their name. Question hour two. Is such a weird word. It is, isn't it? Yeah. I've, I've said it too many times now, and it's yeah. got proper, proper hard to say. Question two. Prior to Hour of Devastation, how many cards had devastation in their name? Not including reprints. Aaron. Four. Uh, four. <laughs> I've also said four. Have oh. you now? Oh, you're both r- equally wrong. So what do we do there? Is it, it's not going to be uh, like nine, tiebreaker eight, seven, round? Uh, can you name? Can you name any of them? Cards have devastation in the title. Kai, do you want to oh, pitch fuck. one? There's one from Commander 2016. And what's it called? 
Um, I know one. Uh, total devastation. Devastation tied. Uh, yeah. <sighs> I, don't, I don't know how to score this, but the answer is two. One of the cards is called Devastation. Oh. <laughs> and one of the other cards is called Devastation Tide. You! Give it to Aaron. Give it to Aaron. Oh, you! No, one, one. Okay, well, it's let's one, make one. It. He got nine exactly. I know that's bonkers, that's isn't insane. it? That's like yeah. the time I called Bontu as the, as the mythic. I was like, it's a god card. Aaron, David's like, yeah, oh it is. my god. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like Aaron, It's like Kai had to work a lot harder for his one than you did. <laughs> okay, it's one and a half. Just like just like putting that in there. <laughs> Prior to our devastation, I'm getting. I'm having a problem saying devastation now as well. How many nickel bolus planeswalker cards existed, Kai? Master of the Jaggy number answer. Two. Suspension. Suspension. There's one Nicol Bolas card, but it's been printed four times, I think. So there's the original one in Conflux, and then it was reprinted with different art, Johnny versus Nicol Bolas. And then it was reprinted in M13 at Mythic. And then there's recently with new artwork in Arch Enemy. So it's three different artworks for the same card but four different printings. I've got to give it to Aaron. He's completely nailed it. Maybe it was a bad question, but the answer is th- I've got three. I didn't... I've got three in Conflux, M13, and Ajani versus Nickel Bolas. For the record, decks. can you see how I had one and then I've scribbled it out and changed my mind for it being two? Like, so, yeah. Oh, fuck. So, oh, okay, so Aaron's well, got... Well, I got half a point. There's one and a half mm-hmm, each. Yeah. Oh, I've got two, one. It's, well... His was worth his nine was worth more than. Oh, let's make it two all. And yeah, I'm, go, I'm totally go to flavor text to the tiebreaker. All right, all right. We just so don't give a shit about the scoring here. All right, that was uh, MTG card quiz. Six, seven, seven nine, nine, hand. It's a real quiz. It's a real quiz. Not a fake one. No. Topic, topic discussion. We'll start there. Topic topic discussion. Hour of devastation. It's arrived. It's the second. It's a small set attached to Armand Kett. It's here. It's red. I thought it was pink initially, but that might just be because it was midnight pre-release and uh, it was late. Um, <clears throat> all right, so did you, this... did you two enjoy your pre-release? Oh man, yeah, it was good. I, I freaking loved it. I don't yeah. know if it's because I hadn't consciously decided I'm going to do this because in the past I've always thought I'll do it and then haven't you know booked time in to do it. Mm-hmm. But same with Kai, you know, we're going to do the Twitter Giant. We booked it in. It's like it's going to happen, and I jumped in. I had a Friggin' blast. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. I don't know if that's because of the event itself yeah. and, or the activity of doing it, or it was the cards. It was just sitting down it's having a, a good social, things, think, social surely, time yeah. playing magic. It yeah. was just good fun. You know? for, for me, I definitely feel like I lucked out and I didn't play against any, like, of, you know, examine the podcast archive for all the things that I think mark out a, a douchebag player. Like, I don't think I played against anyone who was just a full, like, I'm flicking my cards and I'm tapping my cards and I'm doing things without explaining them. Mm. Like, did particularly you, for new sets. Any, and like, did you play any just like... Uh, no, that's the only pre-release that was Yeah, see, see two-headed giant is a bit different like that. It's a, it's a very social format, isn't yeah. it? You know, you're along with your friends. You you know, you can... if there's none that You know how, like, Kai and I have this... I think you have this shared fear of doing something stupid and the other person goes, oh, well, I'm a master magic player and here I'm going to destroy you and you look like an imbecile. Yeah. If you're playing with someone else, you can always... He does that sort of... Uh, dilution of responsibility. Yeah, we're we're both go, imbeciles. We're, yeah, we're both imbeciles. So yeah, I'll laugh it off. Mm-hmm. It's good fun. So you, you don't, kind of don't get that, do you? Yeah. So it's mm. it's a good format for it. Yeah, I, I I really well actually I like I'm having an issue with when I'm when I'm losing a lot. I'm not enjoying it 
super much but like I, i'm worried that it's because i've kind of focused too much on the competitive side of it and but that's I a, just it's lost a, a bunch format. of games for a bunch of silly reasons and it just makes me go Ugh, like i had a bad weekend right? <laughs> yeah but that was but that's all unsealed is that what you're talking about? No, I'm just talking about Magic in general. Oh, because you're Magic Online as well. Yeah, I don't know. I've just been running really bad, but I think that it might be something fundamentally with how I'm playing. And I didn't okay. really... This is my worst pre-release record ever. Mm-hmm. I think I've five wins over 12 matches, which is quite low for someone that's been playing Magic for seven years or whatever now. Mm. So um, should we just blame Chris for that and dragging you down? No, for no, no, like I don't think three, it was three of those. Like, uh... You're supposed to be putting two heads <laughs> Sorry, together. Chris, I was only Maybe I was directing the play a bit much, but it's honestly, it could just be variance and like I'm just having a bad run of, of luck. Mm. Um, but it's it's hard it's, for me to yeah. fully recognize that it's not at least partly my fault. I don't know. Well, it has to be. I mean, I'm not getting stuck into it but like with magic it's not about luck is it you make your own luck you you make your decks and stuff so it's much smaller than everyone likes to think that it is which is the bit that i'm really wrestling with yeah because when i've talked to you recently a lot it's always been you've always been you've been giving those things i played a game i got flooded or i got mana screwed Mm -hmm. and those are the top two things that we hear from anyone who just doesn't know how to play yeah. they just go i don't i don't know how to play but i don't want to admit to that so i got mana screwed or i got uh, flooded and it's like yeah you don't know how to play and yeah, so as soon I'm, as those excuses come out of the bag it's like is that really the reason I, and so this is a thing that i'm struggling with a lot and i think that it actually ties into the design of the last few sets which is it doesn't really give you time to recover from being screwed or flooded i'm not saying that this yeah. is definitely what's happening okay. but Armenket is like full of creatures that are like two twos for two and then you exert them for three and then it's like deal two damage to a guy and put a neg one neg one counter on it so so you're just like you're taking all this damage all the creatures are really aggressive so if you do get flooded they'll kill you really quickly you can't Mm. recover from it if you stumble on your mana and you don't play your fourth land you can't recover from it there's not great I, 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 but I don't know what it is. And like, that's what we were talking about. When we're bringing it back to Arrow of Devastation, because that's what we're here for. We were talking about it being obvious. It seems obviously designed to slow things down. But they, they've said in development that Armageddon wasn't meant to be as fast as it was. Yeah. And okay. um, an Arrow of Devastation is was about was designed to be as slow as Armageddon. But they what? Didn't, yeah. So, no, because Arrow of Devastation is way slower than Armageddon, right? Yeah, but look at the me- look at the mechanics though. You've got Exert still on attacking triggers, so creatures can attack really well. You've got creatures that you want to trade off and then eternalize later. Yeah, and then you've got all these flyers in blue, and then all these really aggressive dudes in red and white and stuff. But at and- least the Exert creatures are are all they're not attack and get this bonus it's like ex- tap and exert this guy there are still the ones that attack and get a bonus <clears throat> like you know mm. a, a two mana three not one as that, many there's not as many yeah. yeah um so hopefully it slows down a bit and it's a little more forgiving to um to, to that but yeah like i think i think i've got a really but this is but this is i think what we want to drive towards with the small set problem isn't it because as this small set exists, it still exists in the world of Armenket and Hour of Devastation. Mm-hmm. So what, as long as that's the format, you're always going to err towards Armenket, where you've got your fast playing cards. Well, so it's like, where does Hour of Devastation fit in? Well, it's, it's, the, the small set problem is, is that the small set has this, the same mechanics practically, but less cards to do it in, and you're just trying to do the same stuff over again. 
I was going to say, I think exacerbating the small set problem as well is um, is just, and I, we keep flogging this horse, but the flip-flopping on the length of standard because that's now damaging the game design and, and things like that. Like we've seen, you know, slots wasted on reprints of cards that are still in standard, yeah. um, things like that. And it's, uh, that's been an overall observation of all the research I did before Two-Headed Giant that's like, there's no colour fixing, so play mono if you can. Mm-hmm. Like was literally a sentence I read in in a publication that's like oh, okay. advice yeah. for pre-release uh, stuff like, like that, and it's all, like, like there's there's no dual color can, lands like, in yeah. uh, those barely dual color lands, um, things like that. There's some tap lands, and there's light painted bluffs and stuff like that. But mm. um, you know things like that, and obviously that's just a, a general piece of advice as well. As play mono if you can help it in sealed and draft. In, oh, absolutely. If you can play mono, like, like, you have if, a good deck. You're in. You're in. Command, yeah. aren't you? Because you're never going to have to worry about finding color that. Screwed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and so maybe that needs to be a more prominent slot. Maybe that needs to be a, a tick box on the thing. Is like, you do can we do think that we have adequate color? You can do that when every single set is large, but in a small set, when you need to be like, you can't just add mana fixing in every big set, small set, big set, small set, because it's just it's just so there's too much mana fixing yeah. in standard that you want you you don't want people to be able to just play five color decks with no downside, right? Mm. Um, and this is an interesting thing about adding only a 200-card set to standard. We have eight sets in standard right now. Right. That is that is more than I've played with. That, that's the most sets in standard I've ever played with ever. And, of course, Hour of Devastation is 200 cards in a 2,000-card pool of cards. Yeah, It's one-tenth of the cards being added, as opposed to when Ixalan comes out, it will be... 270 cards in a pool of may of maybe a thousand so that's a quarter <sighs> yeah <laughs> yeah so it's a quarter. a quarter of the card pool and that will just stir like it's a completely different ball game yeah this is the problem with standard yeah. which is that and every go, every set that keeps coming out into this bloated meta is going to make less and less impact. Yeah. That's why Amonkhet came out and people are like I will continue to play Mardu vehicles with absolutely no revisions yeah. with zero Amonkhet cards. Oh my God. okay so so this this dealt over the other day okay. Hour of Devastation the card 3 red red all creatures lose indestructible deal 5 to each creature and each non bolus planeswalker. Obviously that counter the gods It'll, it, so it counters the gods it's supposed to counter all the random indestructible stuff lying around. Yeah, so the so the gods, all the random planeswalkers and stuff. Is yeah, Avacin so Avacin and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> um, and uh, and random effects are like all your creatures get indestructible, so you get around all the sweepers and stuff. Mm. Um, another problem with this bloated standard is if you look at, uh, two years in the past at a card called Repel the Abominable from yep. Eldritch Moon, it prevents all damage from non-human oh, yeah. sources. So I go Arab Devastation, I go, oh. Repel the Abominable. That's a non-human source. <laughs> oh, so once you have all these cards, you Same go, minute, yeah. hey, let's make a really sweet sweeper that gets rid of Indestructible, kills all the gods, kills all the Planeswalkers, and you go, oh, shit, there's this card from two years ago that just counters this for two mana, and it goes in all the white decks that we're having problems with. Ah, I guess we can't do it. We're not going to ban it. We can't make this card any better than it is. So oh, every set that comes out in stand, we've got it. But there's a finish this. line, isn't there? Because that's going to cycle out in it October. Will, yeah, it will. And then we're going to have <clears throat> like that thousand card set. But we don't get to enjoy Hour of Devastation now. We've got to wait. Yeah. The, the like, yeah, that is please, weird. please, please wait yeah. for our... We're definitely not going to change it again. We promise. Please <laughs> wait for the rotation. It'll yeah. be better. We promise is... 
is bad. Which is what we were talking about, management. Smuggler's Copter over dinner earlier on. That's yeah. kind of the same sort of thing, isn't it? It could be fine if we just wait. Yeah. If we'd had three months, uh, sorry, uh, when October to January is about uh, like four months between Kaladesh and Aether Revolt coming out, if, the, if we'd just waited another month and a bit, uh, maybe just Ban Emrakul because that card was a bit bit mm. much with with Aetherworks Marvel, but Smuggler's Copter, Smuggler's Copter. Yeah, yeah. It, it still goes in every creature deck, but you every deck has answers to it. You don't just lose to Smuggler's Copter now because they put in safety mm. valves yeah. in Aether Revolt. You I don't like the push, idea that a card period. goes in every deck. Though, uh, that's, that's, that's that's the problem, shit, I think. isn't it? That is, and yeah. that's and, and but even then, there were answers to it. There was I I read a whole bunch of net decks. They were like, yeah, and you sideboard natural obsolescence to kill. Natural Obsolescence, Weaver of Lightning, yeah, all these cool, interesting of... sideboard cards, and you're just like, nah, we'll just ban it instead. Like, uh. yeah, yeah, it was already starting to solve itself. It was like you're already getting better from your sickness. Fa- like, take fa- these sweet fatal antibiotics. push, fatal push, and Heart of Kieran came out in the same in the next set, which yeah. both just kill Smuggler's Cup to dead. Like, so mm. hey, this topic's become talking about uh, Mate Revolt. Yeah, so <clears throat> well, that, well, I think we're talking about small set problem. I think that's the yeah. theme of that discussion. So, okay, so to lift the mood and talk about something more positive, how's the story going, guys? Uh, the, the magic... I feel like it's better. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> yeah. It's proper Egypt-style, uh, all the people who live in Egypt, Amonkhet, Egyptians. Coming to the gates, waiting for the god like, pharaoh to um, deliver Kedians. them once the sun reaches the zenith. And instead, the gates open. It's just a desolate desert. And everyone goes, huh. And then Razakat's like, oh, hey! <laughs> and then a demon comes out, pours his blood into the river. The river becomes blood. And then the three other gods awaken and just start murdering <laughs> the other gods. And everyone's like, <laughs> <laughs> It must be, it's another trial. It's another trial. It's, I'm sure it's another trial. And they're like, yeah, Ronus, our champion. He's the god of strength. No one is stronger than him. And the scorpion god just like zaps him in <laughs> the head and he's just like, Bleh. Oh, did he get rid of him and Ronus yeah, too? Yeah, just draw dead immediately. Hit him and in the back. What a, like, I was reading the story. I was like, this is gripping stuff. All these people just like watching this. their gods and like, yeah, this is our final trial. I think this is how it was supposed to go. Uh, yeah. And they watch their god get murdered in front of their face. And everyone's like... <laughs> it's so good. It makes me think of Chicken Run, where it's like, "Don't panic, don't panic." I was going, and then something happens, and they're like, "Okay, now it's time okay, to panic." Time to panic. <laughs> I think I was going for. I think it's episode one where there's always a bigger fish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the, the fight scene between Ronus and the Scorpion God was really cool, and then um, yeah, like Aketra. It, it's kind of subverting the big Gatewatch story, which is what we've been asking oh, for the whole time. Yeah. Right? And uh, we're going to see the Gatewatch get defeated by Nicobolus, as we've seen on the defeat cards. But the Oketra and Kefnet, like, melding their magics to fight against the Scorpion God, and they kill him and grind him into dust, and he just reforms and he just murders Kefnet. <laughs> and you're like, oh, dear. Oh, they're not getting, they're not getting out of this. Oh, you know that's what? pretty it's interesting. Like, yeah. without having read it, it's still too grand. They're missing... They're trying to do it with... A big, it's like Hollywood in the eighties. It's like big explosions, car chase, and all that sort of stuff. It's vacuous. I, w- I want to hear about a, a character's story and mm. and have it, and that can be just as in, in, 
interesting and intriguing and gripping and a fantastic it's story. Not the biggest people you don't have the to have the, the wow, this yeah. god's getting killed by this god and mm. boom, boom, boom. You know, it's, yeah. it's like when we make fun of stupid stories. Like, yeah. pshoo, pshoo, it's pshoo. like every Transformers <laughs> movie. Just exactly, like, right? There's a slightly larger Transformer punching all of the other Transformers and, and then he turns into a truck. And there's some potentially great characters that you could character grow within the magic yeah. world that could just become something like whoa that's amazing right well to, to be fair of uh of something that was not a big grand pichu pichu session <laughs> not only now do i have a full understanding of how liliana's necromancy works and as she actually spreads her consciousness she becomes a gestalt being of multiple bodies oh, when she controls right. things no she oh, literally really? like was like she inhabiting all the dead shit that she pulled out of Luxor to fight Razaketh with. Like, and I'm like, oh, I get it now. And I that's think that's the difference between, like, when it's like a mummy so that's can just going to, like... you do Liliana spells now? It's just going to, like... Do. You know, she's it's just... Want, with me right now. Oh, wow. Yeah, when she just, like, wants a zombie to, like, strangle yourself right now, Aaron. <laughs> uh, yeah. tell, him, tell him to stop. Um, we need him but, for the rest um, of the pod. Uh, that kind of thing. It seems like it doesn't take much effort, but in this case, she was, like, pulling out all the stops to kill Razaketh. Even she, like, pings Jace and is like, hey, Jace, take a look in my mind about what I'm going to do to Razaketh. And it's like, Jace is like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) And she uses all of these... It's, it's like, more than two dozen, like, crocodiles and antelopes and everything that she's pulled from the dead banks of the river, and she eats Razaketh. And like even the rest of the gate watch are like, that's, that's when did a bit this much. happen? This is in the story. This, this is, is in the this... second most so recent this is story. The, this is Liliana's cool subplot. That like, <clears throat> hey, uh, Liliana's being a bit sneaky about why yeah. she's on Armageddon. She's here to kill one of the demons that she's in. Um, yeah, see, with, she too. should be there to backstab Chained one up. of the gate watch straight up. That yeah. should be. I mean, uh, it's pretty so transparent. They, but so she definitely they just be doing previewed that. the the San Diego Comic Con Planeswalker set. And it's Egypt hieroglyph themed, and it's like so no one can read it. Yep. <laughs> like invocations. It's the Gatewatch on Planeswalker cards, but instead of artwork, it's them like in hieroglyph form fighting against Nicobolas. Okay. And all of them are fighting it, and Chandra's like turning away, and Jace is being like destroyed and stuff. But L- uh, Liliana good, has good, good. Nicobolas horns behind her. Oh! Oh! Um, but uh, but yeah, and that was that was super cool. But at the same time, prior to that, she was like, "Oh, actually, I need to go kill Razaketh. And they were like, "Oh, oh you lied really to us." Wanna... Okay, well, yeah. And then and you. then even Jace is like, "I'm going to side with her because she'll be approaching the power level of Nicol Bolas if Such we free her from Razaketh." And there'll only be one other Chunder who has power over her when she uses the Chain Veil. Uh, yeah. And then they were like, <laughs> "Okay, we'll help you fight Razaketh." And while she's like eating Razaketh with her zombie minions, <laughs> yeah. Gideon's like got his hand on her shoulder, like giving her invulnerability from like attacks that like Razaketh's trying to lob at her, like wow. um, stuff like that. So it's it's this whole other thing. Yeah, I, I quite enjoyed the end of the story. I, I do like. The it's grand... not the end yet. There's three more slots to go. There's three more. Yeah, yeah. Um, you like is... the, the grand scale of things, like I, uh, that I, big. I, at this point, yeah. Like, compared to the sh- silly shit that was going on in Kalish, like, there's mm. an Inventus fair. Oh, they've stolen all our Inventus. Yeah. They actually built a whole world in this case. <laughs> I think, I like, feel like instead of it was, like, one event, just Yeah, so, so Armin Kat, I think, is, is the magic world building in a really good spot where you go, hey, here's this thing, the Gatewatch come, and everyone's really happy, they're training. Even if they die, they're like, I'm really happy that I died, I'm serving the God Pharaoh and stuff. <laughs> and you go... The Godfather's Nicobola, sure, but why is all this stuff happening? It is for one of his big nefarious schemes, but it was actually kind of a payoff when these other gods come out, murder all the other gods. You find out that. Do you want spoilers? Story spoilers? Yeah, yeah go for it. I've read it, yeah. I'm up to date. 
Mm. No, no, like the future stuff from the art book that's been spoiled. Oh, hang on. Before you do, can I just share <laughs> I don't know a, how you can be a wee bit of a theory? You know when they talk about bullshit. how you know how they talk about when they planes walk is that essentially they kind of step in a direction that's out of the world. I know that's yeah. never that's not a quote, but like that's what it sounds like. It's like they turn a corner that no one else can see well, and they no, go to another they, place. They, they walk in the blind eternities, which is the space between planes. E- exactly. And then they can be But drawn when they describe it. Nicol Bolas coming to Amon Ket, it talks about a black hole opening in the sky and him flying out of it. Mm. That's a planar gateway. The eternalized <laughs> are his interplanar army. You got him one. So that's what the Scarab God's gonna do. So, oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the Scarab God is standing there waiting for all the gods to be dead or, or whatever so there's no interference. And he's going to raise all the dead initiates from from the many years that they've been in training. In the necropolis at the and gate the Lizotep, of the Galaxa. The Lizotep is uh, like a, a mineral that they're covered in so they remember all of the, the deeds of their life so they're a powerful fighting force. And they're zombies so they can't be corrupted by the Eldrazi. The Lizotep protects from Phyrexian thing. Oh! Yeah. It's just like... How do we know it protects from Phyrexian oil? It's mentioned in, like, oh some shit somewhere. So, so it's like Mithril. It's kind of like Mithril. <laughs> and they're going to, like, use the planar gate technology from Kaladesh to take this army onto all the planes, just go onto Phyrexia, just, like, sweep them all up. So Return to Dominari is going to be, like, Nicol Bolas trying to conquer Dominari. I, I, possibly. I think that that's going to be a, a Gatewatch regroup session. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Then, Oh, no. And then once... Because Liliana's is from Dominari. Yeah. She'll go back there. She's like, oh, I've lost everyone. Fuck it. <laughs> I think that's where the last demon will Yeah. Because Ixalan's going to be Jace <laughs> cast away on... But Mike uh, Rosewater was saying that everyone was pretty sick of the Gatewatch. So why they do you want to bring so them back no, He said they're sick of them being printed, but they've been a good narrative focus. Oh, yeah. that's not true. <laughs> I think for most people... They enjoy they it. They are just sick of seeing new... Like, a new Gideon, uh, a new Jace, uh, like, mm. yeah, they, the, they don't the give the a crap printing about the story. Channel. Um, yeah, yeah. But once we go to Ixalan and we get two new Planeswalker cards and a Vraska new Planeswalker card and uh, cast away Jace or whatever, and we don't get a Gideon, we don't get a Chandra or whatever as well, I think everyone will be a lot happier with the focus being away from the Gatewatch. I've got, I've got to qualify my cynicism. Is that, you know, I'd really like a good, quali- like a good quality magic story out there because I th- you see all these characters, do you, think you it's see merit with in them. The Gatewatch in the characters? Yeah, I absolutely yeah. do, but they're totally vanilla the way they are i don't mm. think it's there's anything in them at the moment and like of all the, you know you look at all of the different worlds that there are and the abilities that they talk about and the stories that they've touched on there's big things happening in the world of of magic and they're just i feel like they're just missing it all and, and that kind of makes me feel sad i'd really like to see those stories come out mm. you know it's, it's the same part of me that you know, now that they're doing a Star Wars movie every year, I want to know about those guys that aren't Luke Skywalker and Han Solo and all the big characters. I want to know about those little guys that are on the, a far-off planet that are observing all this mm. and trying to live their lives and doing something within the Star Wars universe. It's the same thing with magic. I think there's a lot of ground to be travelled just with the little guy. But we got that a bit as well. We got Samet and Jeru and their their whole plot. Like, they are denizens of Amon Ket. I mean, they are initiates. They experience but not, the whole thing. They from, are at the other end. Yeah. Okay. They don't have any influence on and that. No, that. I haven't, read that, I haven't read that story. story yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, even I we mean, know when we were laughing about, um, you know, what was the Aetherborn guy? You know, that, yeah, that was all very funny. But there was a, there was a story to be there was a story to be had with that guy as well. And 
it kind of it's kind of like the concepts are there, but the stories are not. Johanny's birthday party had been a huge disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he booked the caterer and then he cancelled it, and, and then, then he, he ran into the, the caterer. Yeah, and then he ran into him and said, oh, "I'm sorry, I busted you up and didn't get didn't book you. I booked you, but then I didn't get you there, and you wasted all that money. I didn't Is that pay what you mean for by it. looking at the small characters and, and their birthday quite. plans? No, okay. yeah, I don't think so. Um, I don't know. I, um, I, I I'm going to say I think you should read the Armanket story. It's got a bit of punch to it. Mm. If punch okay. is what you're after, I don't. Yeah, Jeru I, and Samet they have a good, good friendship. Story Their friendship writing. is torn apart by one of them believing in this thing and one of them thinking that it's a lie. Look how many good stories are coming out. Like you know, we were talking about earlier on Week and Geek. Yeah. You know, there's so many good TV series coming out now with great stories, and you watch them and you go, "Wow, that was great." Imagine that, but in the set in the magic world. Never going to happen. I know it wouldn't. I'm not saying about it being a TV story. I'm just saying the story that they put out on the web every week. Imagine it being a story that is that gripping mm. on equal par with that, and, but it being with the magic universe. That is easily achievable because there's plenty of talent out there that can pull that off, mm. and yet they're not. They're going with just anybody that can put words it's on a page. It's not high on their priority list, I think. Like, I they, know. They, I would say fix magic online before you do any of that kind of stuff. You know, because it's like if they're but it's be two like, separate things. It's like if you're a writer or if you're a programmer, you're not you're not doing the other person's gig. It's like okay, let's get some decent let's sure. let's get the Noah Fire Bradley the let's get the Noah Bradley of writers to write us a kick-ass story, and then we read that and we'll be like, fuck, man, this is out of this world compared to what we had. It's like it feels like it's really juvenile compared yeah. to what it could be. Do you feel like mm. the story is written by them sitting around in the conference room going, oh, Absolutely. it would be cool if. Uh, oh, absolutely! Yeah, I feel like that. As oh, well. It's just whoever's on hand. Just can you can you just put us like two thousand five hundred words together, something along the lines of this. Every, every time, sorry, Mark Rosewater. I know we're trying to get you on the podcast, but every time I see <laughs> Mark Rosewater in an interview, go and Nicol Bolas is coming, and he's gonna he's gonna bring the hour of devastation. I'm just like, it just seems like this is how you pitched it to the to the panel, and you're like. And Nicol Bolas, like it's like it's a big silly bad guy, and the get what you're going to try and defeat, and they'll defeat them, and but then they'll band back together, and they'll defeat him through yes. the power of friendship, which is which is crap, right? Because the greatest conflicts in in all of fiction are not conflicts of individual goals; they are things like worldviews and philosophies and and well, things like that, like and in and in, a, in a term, or in a term, it's like the inner conflicts or yeah. stuff. It's like you know, you you want to do A, but you can't because of something within you that's stopping you from doing it. That's that's the interesting yeah. stuff. In a in a totally other direction, if mm. Nicol Bias fully vaporized Jace instead of just giving him like oh stop right there instead Brilliant. of giving <laughs> giving him the list the listerine treatment and sending him to Ixalan, where he's just yeah. like <gasps> so men so minty um, <laughs> so so menthol. This uh, feels like we chew five gum. Yeah, bro. <laughs> it feels like you've been defeated by the god. Pharaoh. <laughs> um, but uh, if he had proper been like atomized, like l- legit, no attempt of recovery, dead, and news of that got back to Ravnica, would the guilds be at war again? Yeah, because he is return to return to Ravnica. He is the living <laughs> guild pack, and they'd be like, oh. He's dead. And Rakdos would just be like cracking his knuckles, like here we fucking go. He's <laughs> 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 Australian, obviously. Rakdos, yeah, Lord Arise, oh, Rakdos, yeah. Rakdaza, Rakdaz. Yeah, uh, he would be Raza, Raza Daza. Um, the death of the Guild Pact. That'd be a sick uh, yeah. set name. Oh man, that would. Uh, but do bad. it. Too bad. Do it, it wizards. Happens. Just do it. 
Do you want to talk about art or should we do research and oh, talk about it next month? The art's maybe real good. Uh, maybe let's do like an art highlight and talk about some artists with names and stuff yeah, next time. Cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Next time? I just think this should be a really yes. good showing for art. A month away we'll be in uh, No Man's Land in Magic once everyone's over Hour of Devastation just waiting for Ixalan to come out. So, we'll But we'll reinvigor you with stories of magic. <clears throat> All right. Uh, speaking of which, a bit of flavor text coming up after this. <laughs> Flavor text, flavor text, flavor text, flavor text, in German as well. Flavor text, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's a real flavor text. It's a real sext. Um, all right, okay. it's tied up at two wall. Kai's explained that to us as some sort of traveling philosopher analogy, but no one, none of us got it. Two, two so, for two. Uh, anyway, um, <clears throat> flavor text is uh, has a theme. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what the theme is. Good. Because yep. it won't matter to Fears anyone else. Butts. Flavor text number one. Hour of ass cracks. Hour of devastation. Flavor text. Some Kenra archers fashion their arrows with a personal touch. Some Kenra archers fashion their arrows with a personal touch. That's hour of devastation. Flavor text number one. Let's <laughs> make an arrow laugh. Punchline. That's good. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> God, that's God, two. All right, number two is to the end. All a catcher did was for others. To the end, all a catcher did was for others. That's hour of devastation. Flow text number two. Is this going to be like cards we played with that? Um, <laughs> Surely it's it's always dangerous to guess job. at the theme because sometimes you, yeah, you get it bang on the wrong yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. or you get it bang on and give a clue to your opponent. Mm. And finally, flavor text number three, Hour of Devastation. Sandworms are not the end of the food chain. The food chain doesn't end at sandworms. <laughs> <laughs> He's nailed the theme, perhaps, but has he given too many clues to Aaron? Has he given it? So some Kenner archers fashion their arrows with a personal touch. To the end, all a catcher oh, did was for others, and the food chain oh, doesn't end at sandworms. Oh, God. David plays one tournament, and he's just <laughs> giddy. He's giddy with card knowledge. Oh, no. All right, so there's two all. <laughs> And you know what? This is you know just like how you hold your cards in your in your hand. Yeah. You quite, you reveal the flavor text, not the costs and the name. No, fla- no, no, no. Quite often I do flavor text. I make the mistake of doing flavor text in color order because as I go through them, I read them. I go, oh, that one's a good one. I stick yeah, it in there, yeah, yeah. and so you get them in like that order. Yeah. I've shuffled these up. Good, good, good. Okay, the second one will be would be first then, right? Maybe. <laughs> so uh, some Kenra archers fashion their arrows with a personal touch. I think you both got this one, didn't you? Do you want to harmonize in three, I don't want to two, harmonize ever. one? Open. What have you got? Yeah, it's open fire because it's a, a yep. jackal head on the arrow. It is. It's Which open. would be very unwieldy and wouldn't fly. Open fire. Tap three mana and kill your dude. Okay. <laughs> then the second question. Oh, so that makes it that makes it three all. Ooh. Oh, God. Three or uh, the second one is to the end. All a catcher did was for others. A catcher's um, last mercy. Yeah, that's my guess as well. That's correct. 
Oh, it's tense. The flavor take should, the the flavor take should be, oh, Aaron and Chris, you've done such a good job at lowering our life total, but all for naught. <laughs> it is. The, the, I should say the, the, the flavor the, the flavor text theme is Team Seven Land Hand, two-headed giant, <laughs> giant highlights. Highlights. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and that's from my point and mine, mine, Kai's point of view. Yeah, not for me. No, not for you. That chaos one was hard to deal with. All oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> Giving it away. The food chain does not end, doesn't end at sandworms. Is he has a chaos mall? What have you got? Yes, chaos mall. Oh, man. It was, see, when I'm trying to make it easier, it just goes too. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's too hard. That is exactly correct. It's chaos mall. Chaos mall. Gonna hit your. Everything. All your dudes. And the dance floor. With the yeah, that's correct. All three of them. Five five. Look at us go. Yeah, look at that. Five five. Well done. Have we ever both got all three on flavor text? Never before. I smashed flavor text that time you weren't here, and it was uh, masterpieces. Aether Revolt. Ah oh, yeah. For knowing things like Arcbound Ravager. All right. That's the other side of this blob, we've got some uh, some of the complete trash that's available for you in Hour of Devastation in Hot Garbage. <laughs> Hot, hot garbage. garbage. Aaron Graham, hot garbage for Hour of Devastation. I get it's Hour of Devastation, which is thanks very much. We don't need to print like five different types of sweepers in the set. We played two out of Giant and they swept our board four times. Yeah, that's hot garbage. Uh, Kai Griffiths, uh, hot garbage. Uh, we're making these sweet like defeat cycles. Where's my Liliana's feast and her like destroying Razaketh? We've missed a great opportunity for heavy metal album cover card art there. Oh, that's a good hot garbage. My hot garbage is whatever that card that Aaron played against us in the uh, two Team Light Seven Line Hand two headed giant playoff where he managed to get nine manner of cards out for stuff all what was <laughs> and then that it, one and then it ruined the rest of his night <laughs> yeah Hazard's last fury yeah that's hot garbage alright that was hot garbage and Hour of Devastation style <laughs> Just love opening fire on people. Just this. Oh, look at this. Jesus, look at that god. He's just kicking over that tower over there. That tower must take an ages to build. He, do, he doesn't care. Oh, I just wish I could open fire Whoa, whoa. We're not allowed oh. to sing that song anymore. Oh, my God. It's Kenra archers have started fashioning their arrows in... Uh, in um, in unique and interesting ways. My God, it's Aaron Graham, the uh, the muse. I didn't I didn't even see you there. I was Hello. just I was just rocking out to a bit of uh, Daniel Johns premonitions. Daniel of, Johns, I don't know Daniel Johns. He premon he he premonitionized the entire uh, hour of devastation deck in his album uh, by Silverchair uh, Diorama Diorama years ago. <laughs> Diorama. The greatest view from the top of the pyramid where I can see Nicol Bolas murdering all the... Yeah, that's... Of yeah. You read into his lyrics. That song, that's yeah. pretty much what it's about. I'm surprised um, you didn't know. I've got a few premonitions for you. Okay, yeah. Sorry for letting you lead the way there. But, um, yeah, you've got a few... You've seen a few things that are coming up. This <clears> is quite a... This is a little while away. Pirate riding dinosaurs. Pirates riding dinosaurs. Raska, Jace, <laughs> yeah, whatever. They're going to become an unlikely alliance. Who is? Excellent. Jace and Raska. Oh, Jace? Yeah, Jace is there. Jace no. has been cast away by Nicobolus. His mind's been really? wiped. He's been <laughs> banished, swooped to another plane. He's lost his memory. He's going to try mm. and find the lost city of the so that he can... Bleh. But it's mostly to get his memory back so he can 
hook up with the rest of the Gatewatch again. Uh, Johnny's going to come find him, bring him to Dominaria, which is the next set that we're going to after that okay, in yeah. April oh. next year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the next set after that will be the core set, yeah, um, which will yeah, yeah. which will have a bunch of cool reprints in it. But I'm excited that, about that. Wow, you're going way, way, way into the future. Yeah. Nickel Bolas' first plane that he wants to uh, take over with his new isn't, army of Eternals. Isn't Nickel Bolas going to stick around for all this time? Yeah, he's the new big bad. Oh, right. He's the new big bad. Right. Uh, we're not actually going to see him on Exelon. Okay. Because he's on, already around, isn't he, in standard, yeah. I he's guess. He's already around, so. but he's going to disappear. He's going to defeat the Gatewatch, and then he's going to be off, and they'll be like, wow, we don't even know where he is. Mm. Uh, they're going to regroup on Dominaria. Mm. We'll have Corset. Then... You know, you return to Phyrexia. Phyrexians versus Nicol Bolas and his uh, Eternals <laughs> army. It's going to be pretty exciting. I'm, Are we going to get lots of cards like titled like "Where is Nicol Bolas?" and yeah. "Where Nic- in the Where in the Multiverse is Nicol Bolas?" Yeah, that sort of and stuff. It'll be a point and click game for your, for yeah, your yeah. Macintosh computer. Is that what's going to happen? Yeah, Macintosh computers coming to Armageddon soon. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> right. the, the end of Armageddon, by the way, which is where we are right now, is yeah. Um, Hazaret has become mm. the, the new god. He has. Um, she. She. Has. And she will yeah. uh, be leading the people of Armanket to their new uh, life post Nicobolus after yeah. he takes his Eternals army away. Um, maybe the Curse of Wandering will, will end as well. Uh, or, um, not or, uh, and new gods will form because because gods of these planes are usually formed by the belief of the people who live on the plane. So okay. the other gods will form over time and Hazaret will just be there. So it's very hard for them to believe in gods that have just been like completely annihilated yeah. by mm-hmm. But in the future, if they like believe in the virtues of strength and justice, and bad, there'll be new oh, uh, no. gods in the future. That, that sounds like Gideon would become a god. That wouldn't... <laughs> No, oh, we good. saw that went that <laughs> was pretty badly on the Theros. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, that's good. So, um, yeah, I'm 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 done. Uh, but oh no, but before you return let, to New any Brest, any yeah. exciting planeswalkers coming up in the near future? Uh, mm, anything like that? No. Or um, yeah, any exciting? Um, uh, well, God, quick, quickly while I've got you. Um, what could I get? Oh shit, he's disappearing. Oh, might as well just open fire on this dude. Aaron Graham, Premonitions. Inside Twos! <laughs> We're in bands! 501s! I don't get this reference. Uh, Store News, uh, Good Games Magic Championship is oh, coming yeah. to a head. In August, we've got our last chance qualifier uh, at all Good Games stores in August. Uh, you get double, double points. points. Uh, there'll be different stores will be doing different things. Um, some will be running on-demand events for eight people. Uh, at Cannington, we're going to be running a, a, ver- a one big one through the whole day. Mm. You can get double points for every match that you win to get yourself over the threshold for the store championship, so which what, is coming up so in what, September. Can you get you get a win? You get what three points? Six points. So that would double up to six points. Yeah. So mm. if you're within, th- you know, a reasonable distance, distance. Yeah, you just got to win like if you, if you're at like eighty, you just got to win like three rounds. Yeah. Yeah. So that's and, and very because cool. like once everyone's played pre-release. Like from Hour of Devastation and stuff, most people are over a hundred. Yeah, play at the store. So if you, if you're in the striking distance, get in there because that gets you into the championship playoffs. Is that what we're calling it? The store championships. Store championships. And then store championships. Yeah, go top you. four. The store championships. Yep. you can play in the state championships, which Ooh. is the the big prize. Yeah, and then if you win that, you get flown to PAX. Wow, to play in the big final and see Aaron and I commentating. Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, maybe. Well, let's not say that's happening yet. In my head, my... you would just you would just drop some awful clanger, like the the camera view. Obviously, the players or whatever, like you'd be have that top view, and you'd be like, you know, and he's drawn a Ronas. What's he gonna do with that? And the players just like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> judge, judge. No, you know, you would be far enough away. You know hopefully. what I would, you know what I would think? I think we'd be commentating, and we'd see a guy like uh, he'd go right. I'm gonna attack with my three three, and then Aaron and I would might say. Open fire. Oh, oh shit. Uh, yeah, anyway. We, we I would, just we almost want to like, right you guys to start up on this again and me just to run over and cut the feed. Like. Um, also, in Neats and Twos, uh, oh, write to us. If we've mentioned anything anything that you've written to us uh, today. Or Don't write to us. Then. Write to me, Aaron, at sevenlandhand.com. You write to Aaron and he'll give you a hot garbage. Uh, hot garbage with a little flame over the G, a garbage, uh, the charging badges podcast, which are the shit badges. I like those, are cute. No, they're the, two, they're the bad ones. And there's advertising tool, which is a straight up, I met a boy, but it's the seven line hand version of it. Uh, yeah. Hooker with a penis tool Sell badge. Out. Sell out and buy, um, wear an advertising tool. Buy our merch for your gaming gear. <laughs> We've got to get that going with these said tops. I've got a plan for that. Raise more money for Beyond Blue. Yeah. But that's plans. That's off air. We'll talk about that later. Uh, win Mystic Veil. Vale. Mystic Veil. Vale. Mystic Veil. Vale. Um, I have nothing to declare. Yeah, exactly. Say that. Uh, get 10% off by saying that. Or go to um, our Seven Line Hand Facebook page. Put a comment on there. Uh, read, the, read the actual text at the top. Look, it's, I'm catching people out because in this, this, this month I said... Put an emoticon at the end of your comment to show that you've actually read what I've written here. And a lot of people haven't done that. There's a hundred and something comments. Yeah, there's a lot. It's getting up there. Um, but yeah, but all those people with emoticon, without emoticons, I reckon no chance of winning. Yeah. Because they just go... Take them out. Of the and, and is emoticon just old man for emoji? No, yeah, that's what we used to call emojis Yeah, back I mean, in the MSN days. No, okay. I an emoticon. Yeah. I was emoji. on MSN when I was 13. And... What was it? Oh, and be interesting. Don't just go, great contest. You're not going to win. Mm. Uh, thanks. Right. It's like, Comment. Give me your game. Yeah, nah. You've got you to you engage, man. You've got to engage. We've got enough people entering oh, that competition if they now. cracked an in-joke that was from like the last 10 minutes of the podcast. What if they cracked a tool joke or something? Yeah. Yes. Double yes. entry. Double entry. That would, I would, I'd campaign for them to win. Yes. Gross. Yes. Double entry. Um... <laughs> Ooh, we'll be back next fortnight with episode 98 and our review 99. of Mr. Jack. 99? Yeah, sorry, this is 98, isn't it? We'll be back next fortnight with a review of Mr. Jack, uh, that's, which is a proper classic. This is ex- Two-player classic Bruno Cathala's my homeboy. Yeah, this is exactly what our Seven Line Hand reviews, board game reviews should be about. It's getting those dark horses that people might have missed yeah. that are absolute Put classic games. Crackers. And yeah, bringing them out and go and play this because it's fucking great yeah. and Mr. Jack have you played Mr. Jack? no oh. it's good times good times I good, can good times. safely say Shout out I to have Grady. played exactly zero of any seven land hand board games not oh. mostly through lack of money and time Excuse? have you played any board games there's quite a lot of board games in our catalogue now it'd be oh. almost hard not maybe, to now yeah, sometimes maybe the people from Wobber came in I've played more board games than them <laughs> really? I'm wow. so smug, yeah. Oh, yeah. The oh, guy you came in and I was you like, I've played this. And he's like, oh, I haven't, ooh, I haven't got, a, I haven't got one the, that one to the table yet. And Is that like, your mission? It's like Aaron plays anything with a ghastly cover that's yeah. about Ugh. ghastly I, ideas. Done by, artists, two today. done by artists who've 
heard rumours of human faces. <laughs> hey, anybody, go check out. I mean, we're, we're, we're deep in We were into outro theme and everything. Go check out Lorenzo. Is it is this called Lorenzo? It's Lorenzo Il, Il, Il Magnifico. Yeah. yeah. Here's a cover that just, you know, it looks like you, you I don't know, your, Do un- you see Great Western your, un- Trail? your uncle's carpet from the 1970s. It's yeah, sort of like the box the is made out of it. Of it yeah. And it just seems like, what is it? This? this isn't an intriguing cover. So, and it's a cool mini or not game. It, no, they, they, they printed it. It's a what? new printing. But this is what he told me. He's, it's a new printing of an old, ugly ass box. But it's cool mini or not. So why not like a boo, 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 boo cover? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? That's amazing. Because the game's not poo poo yeah. poo poo. It's I like, feel like reprinting. You roll a dice, and that's the amount of action points you can spend in this phase. There are ninety phases in the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Euro game. It's Euro. There's a thing with Euro gamers, oh. isn't there, where they go, "Okay, we could do a really exciting cover, but it's a Euro gamer, yeah. so let's keep it proper dull." <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that yes. re- real long train ride games? Yeah. Yeah. Like the artist comes in and goes, "Oh, I could do this cover and it'd be amazing." No, 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 like, no, 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 no. We're after proper dull, is what yeah. we're after. Yeah. Oh, if, could, if we could go I for, I can't get marbled away from... paper. Mm. Oh, I love ugly ass boxes. Yeah. Imagine that a baby just vomited down a piece of brown crepe paper. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the cover we're looking that's for. It. There we go. It's our biggest seller. It probably will be. Yeah. <laughs> An interview with Bruno. So. Hmm? Yeah. You're going to chuck a Bruno on the podcast, David. I can't can believe you, you. Can you believe that this was episode 98? I can't believe it. was a long time ago. Can you imagine that? Truly is a, is a thing that's coming to my Only downhill since I've gone. Well, that's been true. Bye. Good night. Aaron, you got a good night, friend? Oh, bye. 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 bye.